Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. From Firefly Funhouses to Monday, Monday, Monday. If it happened in a squared circle this week, Grapsity has got you covered. Welcome to Grapsity. I'm Will Washington, but I'm not alone here. Also, here is the one Philip Lindsay. Uh, yeah, watch the. Uh... A lot of wrestling last night. I planned on watching more wrestling, but uh, Sacramento Kings and the Clippers decided to have probably one of the best basketball games of the year. What the hell was that? Um, I don't know where that came from. These guys decided to try and score 200 points on us. 
<laughs> I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> I don't. I, I anybody that's still talking up Lakers going to the playoffs, I think you should be afraid of a healthy Los Angeles Clippers team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. Them guys in Sacramento been balling all year, man. They like have the been. Uh, I don't know. Who knew Steph- that the, the Kings would be the California team this year? It's crazy out here. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just now seeing that final score of 176 to 175. Great, crazy times. It's uh, a video game score. <laughs> Malik Monk off the bench with 45 points, just would not miss at several points. I'm just like, this dude is just going nuts. Um, go figure. Uh, sounds like it was better than an all-star game that I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did watch the all-star game. But uh, I also, so last night I was watching the, the Thunder and the Suns. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, I, I know everybody says that the Suns, uh, and granted KD's not even playing yet, but, uh, that the Suns are going to be a force to be reckoned with as the, uh, season winds down. We got 22 games left and you know, what, what do we get out of these next 22? I don't know. Um, and there's some rumblings that a young rumblings. Derek Rose might be, uh, over going to the Suns possibly. So. I'm- I'm, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. I know that you've been saying Denver is going to win a championship. Derrick <laughs> Rose going to that team raises the chances of me rooting for the Phoenix Suns to win a championship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I, Look, I want my guy to win a ring, bro. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, and also here, by the way, is one righteous Reg who oh, everybody wow, thinks wow, wow. Uh, cut his hair because no, no, of no, no, no. that, because a, of the way. It's yeah, back. I just got a little pony, <laughs> little ponytail. You guys, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's your boy, the media man, righteous Reg, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's been a busy ass week, my brothers. Um, I've already forgotten that Battle of the Valley was last week. It's a lot going wow. on, man. There's always so How much did going you on. That one of the best <laughs> matches of the year. I didn't so forget, far. but you know what I mean. I didn't know it was a part of this show too. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, a lot happened this week, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, I feel like one of the big conversations out of last week has been all about. Um, and I, I think this is maybe to a fault. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about everything going on with Sami Zayn as of late. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's been this big debate. Should he have won? Um, all of this stuff. I don't necessarily believe he should have won. But uh, I am. I do think that WWE didn't do themselves any favors mm-hmm. by uh, uh, by not at least leaving that aspect of it the world championship aspect of it out of the question like i that, think they should have put a stamp on that right that um, angle last night at the end didn't help either because it's still like well what about roman people are going to keep saying well what about roman with well I, I first of all i thought elimination chamber was a pretty good show uh, i i don't mind roman winning because i always knew Roman was going to win right but they the ending was just so flat to me like they they did the outcome of this match in probably the most uninteresting way possible (laughs) Um, and then they proceeded to give us no developments in the rest of the storyline it was just like stare offs and then like that's it it just and you know know. i'm I, i will say watching raw i'm okay with that like i'm okay with 
Kevin Owens not just immediately forgiving Sammy. And yeah. like I think that's a great story. I think them still there still being questions over Jay Uso is great. The only thing I didn't like is and maybe it's because it doesn't feel like it's doing Cody any favors. I'll tell you what, I have been one of those guys who's been really anti the whole story of oh the fans are gonna turn on Cody, all of that. Mm. But I had my first instance this week with somebody that made me feel like maybe that could happen. I was uh so I posted to Twitter this week that I bought a copy of NFL 2K5 uh, from a vintage video game shop. Two things make me feel old about this. Um, one, this vintage video game shop that I went to wasn't always a vintage video game shop. I used to shop there when I was a kid, and it was just a video game store. And it was my <laughs> video game store, but somewhere along the way, they became a vintage video game store. Mm-hmm. And they're like the place you go to buy like Nintendo 64 games and original Xbox and Sega Genesis, all that stuff. But I used to buy those games new at this exact store. So that... Uh, Shout out I, to Babbage's. <laughs> yeah, Babbage's. Didn't that mm-hmm. just become GameStop? I'm pretty sure they were owned by so. GameStop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this store is called Game Force. Um, and uh, the guy who runs that store has been working there since I was a kid. Uh, he, he and I joke all the time about how uh, there was one time he was, uh, uh, there was one time when I was 10 years old. I took the bus. Uh, I used to ride the bus around the city, and I took the bus with a backpack full of games. And I used to have them little M and M's minis containers uh, mm-hmm. with like full of change. And I was taking the bus to this store, and I got off at the wrong stop and had to walk two extra miles to get to said store to get to Game Force. And I was there to buy Mortal Kombat trilogy, and I got there with this backpack full of games and these things full of quarters, and. I plopped it all on, and he counted it up, and he was like, yeah, you're like $5 short. And we, like, joke about that all the time, about how I walked <laughs> all that time. I took the bus. I was in these Nike flip-flops, and, uh, wow. so yeah, it was the worst. It was the middle of the summer, and I did not have enough for Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I had to call my dad to bring me five extra dollars. I ended up getting it, but it had just come out. It had been, like, maybe a few days it had been out in uh, – Anyway, so he and I joke about that all the time. But one of the things that I talk about every time I go into that store, uh, he is a very casual wrestling fan. And the first thing, as soon as he saw me, he's like, what'd you think of Elimination Chamber? And I told him what I thought. And I was like, what'd you think? And he was like, yeah, I liked it a lot. Right. And so we're uh, we're kind of talking wrestling a little bit. And he's a very casual fan. He says he's been watching. He used to watch when he was younger. Uh, he stopped watching for a long time. Um, probably he stopped watching, he said, in about like 06. And then he picked it back up during the pandemic. And he only watched WWE, doesn't watch anything else. Uh, he says he's going to watch it. <laughs> so he's, uh, he started watching around um, 2020 again. And he was just like, look, the, it got me through the pandemic. Uh, seeing And uh, so I started watching again. And he got hooked on the bloodline, Roman Reigns, all of that stuff. That's what got got him back did, into wrestling. Did you then turn around and say pandemic wrestling sucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that to somebody who's like, that's what got me back into pro wrestling. Like, but That's unfortunate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand. I understand from his perspective how that helped him. But uh, he said something to me that made me feel like ah shit maybe there's a problem here but he goes i don't get cody rhodes and i'm like elaborate and he goes i don't know i 
Like, what's the appeal? Um, does he just like talk? Uh, and I was like, he, he was like, I never saw him before. He was like, I know he was in the company before. And he was like, and I know he was in that AEW thing, but I've never seen that. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. And he's like, I certainly don't see it over Sami Zayn. And he was like, all he does is come out and talk. And I was like, mm. I, I guess know. if you've, well, think about this. If your only exposure to Cody is really just these last, you know, since Royal Rumble, all you've seen him do is win the Rumble and have like, what the do you want to talk about? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he does the, what do you want to talk about every week? But he's like, yeah, I don't see it. I don't, I don't know why people are so into him and I, it, it's not making any sense to me and it's not. And I thought, oh shit, are, are they, did maybe this is just an any of the matches from last year um i don't know what he saw from last year but i don't i feel like the gap was so big and if you're somebody who's now been watching this last year and seeing kind of guys like Sami Zayn rise and seeing kevin owens rise and all of that and then cody rhodes just kind of steps in and steps all over what you've been watching i can kind of see from that perspective how cody maybe isn't selling himself to you like if you have exposure to, like for me i have a huge attachment to cody i've been watching cody his whole career right and like i have a huge attachment to cody just in the last couple of years because i saw what he's been doing but i hadn't thought about somebody who doesn't have an attachment to cody seeing him just kind of come in and take place or take the main event spot and i guess i hadn't thought about that till he was talking about it but he's straight up like yeah i just want to see him i mean he was like i was invested in the Sami Zayn stuff and now I just feel like we're moving to Cody, and I don't get Cody at all. And I'm like, damn. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like he had to have missed stuff from last year because I feel like the only way that you could really have a disconnect if you only watch WWE and you're a casual fan, and you've been a casual fan for the past two years, I feel like a big part of the thing that en endeared him to WWE fans was the Seth feud, particularly Hell in a Cell. And so I feel mm -hmm. like to say, like, all he does is talk after hell in a cell like <laughs> I, I don't understand he had to have, there's got to be a gap somewhere I, I, there, I, I need more information he he had to have missed matches from last year because otherwise i don't understand the statement well I, it could be because again if you're looking at it from the perspective of somebody who i don't know he mentioned he watched elimination chamber but like if you're somebody who is so casual that you really just watch like raw and smackdown mm -hmm. um I can also see that, like, Cody's big matches have all been on the pay-per-views. He actually hasn't wrestled. He wrestled The Miz and Corbin and and uh, Finn Balor. Like, those have been kind of the raw matches. But other than that, he doesn't really have, like, any TV matches or, like, a whole lot to sink your teeth into if you didn't see the stuff on the premium live events. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's a good bar meter then for people turning on Sam. Yeah, I, I just... The, because... <laughs> Like I said, I feel like you're missing a good chunk of what made Cody meant with WWE if you did not see the, the Seth Hughes. Yeah, it, it's probably just an anecdotal case. But I'm just saying it was yeah. the first time that I've heard from a casual fan that wasn't even looking at it the way like a lot of the uh, the, the internet fan base kind of looks at things and is like, uh, oh, you know, uh, they're going to turn on Cody because of this or that. Just the fact that he's like, I don't get it. I, it's just he's just a guy who just like talks. And he's in a suit, and like I don't you fully sure see it. He wasn't just hitting you with the, the big thing, and he was just trying to say, "I don't get it," just to get a rise out of you. No, no he knows I don't. you. He knows no, you. Because you. 
Yeah, because he's also like <laughs> he, the thing he also said was he was like you know, and I was a big. Uh, he was like back in the day, I loved Gold Dust, and he was like, and I love Dusty, but uh, and he's like, so like I get that he's the son of Dusty, but I don't see it with him. And I thought, damn, that's. I wonder. I wonder if there's other people in the audience feeling that way. And that was the only thing. It was just like walking away from that conversation. Maybe. I and went, yeah, maybe. I because that report came out, of course, this week that WWE is concerned, which I don't believe at all. I don't believe that um, either. Um, uh, I don't believe that. I, I do because of. I get what they're concerned about if there is a concern because you could just watch the TV this week and see that there was a concern. You could see that they. They kept him completely off of Elimination Chamber because they did not want him in any way in front of those Montreal fans who would have uh, seen him as an interference to the Sami Zayn story. But they were so, still in Canada on Monday. And the they were still in Canada. On, but again, he was on in Canada on Monday. And I think they I think it was more of a I mean, entrances are tricky because WWE fakes crowd reactions and entrances but as far as him in the ring you could kind of see how that promo was positioned in a way to like not leave cody out there on his own like they let paul Heyman do a lot of things and uh, paul Heyman's I, a wild dude by the way <laughs> paul Heyman is but uh I, I get what Meltzer was saying about how they structured that promo in a way where they didn't leave Cody out there on his own in case the fans might not be on his side. I can see where they, like, it, I think it might have been an unfounded I, I, concern, but I can see how there was concern. I, I still think people are trying to manifest this uh, rebellion against Cody. Yeah. Oh, and I look, I love Cody. I want to, are you kidding me? I think the best thing imaginable is Cody with that, the, the, wide jib shot panning around getting all of the fans in attendance at wrestlemania cody standing on the turnbuckle with millions of dollars worth of pyro going off behind him a video of the the logo on the ceiling because they're going to do the ceiling projections at wrestlemania you're going to have the american nightmare logo and him holding up two belts and in tears and kissing the mat and all of that stuff i think that's the best ending imaginable to wrestlemania <laughs> Yeah, I think they just uh, the biggest thing they just got to get to WrestleMania. I don't think the WrestleMania crowd is gonna hijack it. I think no. Along the way, there'll be some crowds that are gonna seem different, but they just got to get to the show and they need to wrap this Sami Zayn shit up or do something to get us to forget that he's in a feud with Roman Reigns. At this point, I'm like, yo, win the championship, bro. Like I'm confused too. They confuse me at this point. Well, I, again, I, I, I'm fine with it because I feel like this is the story they've been telling. Yeah. And I, I am just not on board with people that think they should completely stop the story they're telling and go, that. all right, well, just put him in the main event and mm -hmm. put him in the world title match. That's not the story they've been telling. And, and, and doing that, you not just, you know, kind of throw dirt on Cody's run and uh, diminish his Royal Rumble win. But you also leave Kevin Owens with nothing to do. I know. I feel like people yeah. are talking about yeah. Kevin Owens through all of that. Yeah, yeah, so you, Yeah, you leave Kevin Owens with nothing to do. And then you leave the Usos with nothing to do. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's why I didn't necessarily like uh, a lot about the ending to Elimination Chamber. Because I feel like when I say put a stamp of finality on some things, like I said, I don't think they needed... The J stuff to me was a little bit fine. Um, 
and I, 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 don't, I thought he stood out there for ages, man. I know, it, it I, and I'm like, long. and not only that, he stood out there for ages, but then when Sammy accidentally knocks him out of the ring, he's like fucking dead. And mm, I right, thought, yeah. like, how did I, he disappear for the rest I, of the I, I didn't like nah. any of that. Um, I didn't like the ref bumps. I thought it was just way too over. Ah, it, it felt like anime reactions to everything. It was like, yeah, okay. No, man, I didn't like, like the ref bumps. And then I also did not like that. Uh, by all logic, by WWE's own logic, they set themselves up for a triple threat. And I don't like mm-hmm. that. Like, because when you think about two years ago, this same exact scenario with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and how you had Royal Rumble winner Edge, but you also had Bryan come out of two matches with Roman, two of them, um, where Bryan almost had the victory. And so I have concerns over the fact that logically you just did this two years ago where Brian uh, pretty much came really close to beating Roman. And so therefore he was entitled to a match at WrestleMania and got himself slipped into the WrestleMania scenario. Why logically would Sammy not look at this and go, well, I had Roman beat twice. Literally there were two ref bumps and in both of those ref bumps, he had Roman pinned. Why would he not be able to look up and go, I should be inserted into this match well, in the same way Brian was two years ago? Well, and so I, I don't like the fact that Sammy, they didn't essentially say like Sammy's story. They didn't move him fully on to the Usos. There's still the question of Sammy showed he could beat Roman. He had Roman down for a 10 count. He absolutely showed he's he could beat Roman. He should have beaten Roman. He should be champion right now. And I don't like I don't think that did Cody any favors. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say the big difference between the Brian and Edge stuff is that one, I don't like that people keep comparing Sammy to Brian. Nah. And I don't like people going like, no, this is the yes movement and the yes movement um forced them to do this. No, 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 no. You can't just compare anything to Brian during the Yes Movement. That guy was a special kind of over. Absolutely. And that's not to say that that uh, Sammy is not over. But no, 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 no. Brian was a special kind of over. And you can't just say just anybody has that kind of height of popularity again. And I think the bigger difference storyline-wise is that Edge interfered and cost Brian that match. Um, uh-huh. And, 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 and Cody was nowhere around this match at all. He was just Nothing. like, no, no, go, go win your match. And he did win his match. <laughs> so I, I, I think the storyline, I think the stuff with him and Roman is done for now. Because, again, I don't think the story is that Sammy wants to be champion. I think the story is that Sammy wants to take down the bloodline and take Roman down a peg. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. And I, I'm fine with that. I just feel like the fans more so are still on this idea that, well, Sammy can beat Roman. He proved he can beat Roman. So. Why isn't he beating Roman? And like I said, I thought that. But they know what. I I would have felt like, honestly, if you're going for those crowd reaction shots anyway, because WWE loved doing those, they tried to do like a very taker type thing, the taker ending streak thing of doing zoom ins on the fans. But I feel like the ending was a little flatter. Honestly, I think (laughs) Roman, I'd like, I would have like, pretty much I would have done some of the same distraction stuff, like, you know, Jimmy causing a distraction, things along those lines. I wouldn't have had Sammy get any visual pins on Roman. Um, that's, that's yeah, that's yeah, the only piece I would have I, taken away from that. The, yeah. um, the, uh, a couple of things. 
first of all, everybody trying to get them to do this split night title things. Forget about it. It's over. There's not, not happening. Happening, Just you can't split the titles. You can't split, split the titles. We're past the point of splitting the titles. No, it's, it's not late. a thing anymore. If they're going to have uh, another title, they're going to create a new one. They're not going to all of a sudden be like, OK, Roman, actually, you have two belts now. One, because that'd be dumb to beat Roman. If you're trying to beat Roman once and then have him keep the other belt, that just doesn't make any sense at all. It's just it's just not a good idea. And uh, two, I think that Roman Reigns is winning at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. That I Now, that I numbers, feel like would make... Numbers, baby. Numbers. Now, that I feel like would make the Sammy stuff worse because if you beat Sammy in his hometown mm-hmm. and then... That's supposed to be leading to Cody being the one, and Cody yeah. isn't the one. Yeah, yeah. Then what the hell are we doing? Um, now, again, if this <laughs> is just if if this is just I don't want to book for a moment, I don't want to book for a pop because I have a larger storyline to tell. I get that, but if you're not giving him the win in his hometown, but you're still planning for Roman to win at Mania, that makes absolutely no My sense mind was all. changed the other day when I saw that graphic that said 900 plus days. They're definitely, they definitely have a 1,000 plus days graphic created right now. <laughs> oh my in, God. In I, the drafts, I, I, ready I would, to put I would out. Be out. Roman Reigns is going to get to I would, I would days. be out. There's I'm no just telling you right now. I, I would be no out on all of this stuff. not going to be 1,000 uh, I mean, nine hundred forty, whatever, is still really good. You're and too that's... close to the thousand, Will Washington. You know how <laughs> WWE feels. I understand you guys' story and all that. They don't give a fuck about Fam, that. All they I'm care just... about is numbers and accolades. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if if WrestleMania ends with don't do 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 i'm cutting that shit the fuck off great like straight up like i do not want that nothing about that sounds good all the pyro that was going to be for cody is going to be for roman just no i i don't i don't want it that sounds bad yeah that sounds really bad i'd like i'll say this because i see people kind of putting out different ideas about how hey maybe he should um you know they could do a ladder match all that stuff no you've got three things right now um, there's there's three really important accolades right now that they keep touting, which is one, Roman has not been pinned in three years. Yeah. Two, Roman has been a universal champion for 909 days. And three, he's been WWE champion almost a year. All three of those have to be lost at once. You can't pin him but be like, oh, we finally broke the pin streak, but he's still got these two titles. Or you can't have, be like, oh, well, he lost the WWE title, but he's still 900 J's champion. Like, so we took away two of them because the, he also got pinned. Or if you do it in a ladder match scenario, then it's like, oh, we took away one of those accolades, but he still has the other two. It all has to go at once. The, that's the rub. You Somebody beats him, and they get all three of those things. They eat the, uh, they beat the pin streak, they end a 900-plus day title reign, and they end a 360-day title reign. Like, that, all three things have to go at once mm, yeah. um, because that is the rub now. The stronger he gets, the more of a rub he has to give to somebody else. Right. And uh, yeah. anyway, folks, but we have things I, to talk. I, oh, go ahead. I, I'll throw this part in there. I, I think people are missing the story bit in there that um, going into this match and for a good part of this match before Jimmy came out, the commentary was putting over the fact that this is the first time Roman came out with no bloodline guys. Can he win this match without bloodline interference? And Jimmy came out at the last minute. And I think that's setting it up for WrestleMania for him to really come out there alone. And the Usos aren't going to help him. And that's going to be, th- be the thing that puts it over and he's going to lose. Uh, oh yeah. And then the, the last thing on this, I want to say, how do you guys feel about 
the WrestleMania, WrestleMania match happens, Roman and uh, Cody and Sammy cost Roman the championships for Cody. Sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think Cody should win clean. I think I the like guy that I think too. the guy that that it eventually beat Roman has to beat him clean. I don't think mm-hmm. it needs it should be in question. But again, I feel like Sammy has done his part by splintering the 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 bloodline. Right. And because the bloodline is not going to be a full strength at WrestleMania, that's going to be the thing that that's has Cody thing. win. Gotcha. All right. Well, we got some uh so I do want to let everybody know. This right here, this is Grapsity. And for those of you who are watching live, Please send us your super chats. YouTube.com slash Fightful is a way to get us a super chat. You can also send us your Humper chats. You can send those at any time. And if we get them uh, before the end of this show, we try to read them here on the show. We have a super chat 10 hours ago from Mac from Brooklyn. He says, uh, that, shout out Mac from BK, by the way, who's been, uh, he was a longtime RBR listener. I don't know if he still listens to RBR. I hope you do. Um, but also, he's been a Grab City supporter since day one. Love Mac. Uh, Mac says, for Grapsity, uh, shit like Starcade 97 is why I've been a long time anti Hogan, even before I learned that he had to say the six letter words uh, that start with N and end in ER. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. Look, Hogan has been Hogan a long time. Uh, although, this is, I have this slight beef with WWE in that. Um, so, you know, of course, they did the NWO documentary this week, and they talked. They got to Starcade 97, and pretty much they did a tell-all, right? <laughs> they had Bischoff talking about it all. They had Hogan, you know, they they said everything. They had footage of Sting, and they're talking about it all, talking about how um, Hogan was pretty much like, it's not going to work for me, brother. And uh, he was straight up like, nope, not, not losing clean to Sting, all of that. I enjoyed that. I enjoy getting tell-all stories about some of the bad shit in pro wrestling history. Mm-hmm. But I also hate that WWE is never going to produce that about their own bad shit. No. Like they they will do a documentary about WCW and talking about what fell apart in a WCW pay-per-view main event. But you'll never see a sit down with Bruce Prichard, Vince McMahon, Bray Wyatt, and Seth Rollins talking about what went wrong at Hell in a Cell <laughs> 2019, right? Like no one's going to sit down and do that. They will Hopefully. They will go the rest of eternity talking about that match. Was, like, as far as canon to WWE, that match was fine. But I do think that there's value in that. I do think that there's value in... I would love one day to get like a true sit-down of what was going through the minds of everybody at Royal Rumble 2015. What mm-hmm. made all those guys go, you know what? Fuck Brian. Fuck all these fans who love Brian. We're going with what we have in mind. And... We're not even going to position the show in a way where people will like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that, like, that, I would love to I want that sit down talking head from Vince McMahon where he just goes, "Yeah, I heard the fans. Fuck them." Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and then like I want to know like, and then Rock's like, you know, they sent me out there and I could hear those boos and I I whispered in Roman's ear. I turned to him. I went, "Yeah, I know they're booing you right now," <laughs> but I started with seven dollars in my pocket. <laughs> And I, yo, um, I know that, that's not what he whispered. He, he turned around and whispered, "Look, I am never wrestling you at WrestleMania. Like, tell them to quit calling me. Tell them to stop. To I am never Tamina doing in. that. I don't. I don't care Tamina what happens. Out of my emails, I am not coming. So, that, that was the other funny thing about this weekend. I saw some people saying that, "Hey, what if they try and do a Montreal Screwjob thing? Hey, guys, have you not remembered what the Montreal Screwjob was? No." 
their guy won. Yeah, it wasn't to set up your guy winning. This wasn't going to be a screw job that the Montreal Sammy screw job, is champion. The no, they're not going to do that. And also, they have gone to the well on the Montreal screw job a million times. People forget that a year later, Rock winning the title at Survivor mm-hmm. Series was a Montreal screw I job reference. It. They did the shit at what point? Paper was that Breaking Point '09 with Teddy Long screwing. Uh, Undertaker out of the title at breaking it, it, that was in Montreal. Like they have gone to the that Please well a million move times. On from the Montreal screw job. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Triple H. We don't need you yeah, being he a guy need to be anywhere that. around go. that. <laughs> yeah. And so either way, um No, I just I do laugh at that, the Starcade stuff and thinking about how yeah, again, WWE has no problem telling like the shitty stories from WCW and being like, yeah, look at this place. This place was a disaster. They they had, you know, their creative was awful. But I, I just feel like, why? Even anything. I feel like you could even sit down and be like, look, Rob Conway with that just look at me was, was trash. <laughs> and we knew it. And we weren't going to make that work. The, I would love to see somebody like Cop 2 on a WWE documentary talking about hey here's some shit we did that just didn't work Mm -hmm. that would be dope that they kind of bruce kind of gets into it on his podcast but he always just caps for it he's just like oh we want that was the thing at the time so he kind (laughs) of he kind of caps for it i I, I want wwe like actual produced wwe Mm -hmm. like a sit down you know stephanie mcmahon head of creative at the time like what were you thinking when you did this right they only did that for the ultimate warrior yeah they'll bury warrior and they'll they'll bury wcw stuff um, and they'll even talk ECW stuff. Huh? Paul Heyman right. didn't sign checks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like their own history is always so protected. Right. And, and, and in response to that question, it's been over for Terry since WrestleMania 9. I, after WrestleMania <laughs> 9, I knew that this school was the worst ever. I was like, what is that? <laughs> there was no coming back from that. I was like, this guy sucks. Yeah. And he continued nah. to suck right after that. I, I was never big on, on Hulk anyway. I think Hulk was the guy that was the face of that generation. But I was always a Macho Man fan. And mm-hmm. I don't know. A part of me always felt that way about the implosion of the Mega Powers. And I'm like, yeah. nah, Macho was right about everything he was saying. Yeah, yeah, he was nah. right all along about this guy. Bro man. lifted his girl up on his shoulders like yeah not nah, speaking nah, of which i was just listening i was just listening to be a man the other day that track cracks mm-hmm. me up every time uh, i mean that man that yeah. man did a diss track on hulk hogan that's insane <laughs> like i said it's ether hit him up and be a man as like uh, the most <laughs> i mean the funny thing is and he uses the opening line from no vaseline <laughs> <laughs> How nigga the damn Hulk I'm glad you set it off. Used to be hard, Hulk, now you done turn soft. Nah, macho Man was that guy, bro. Macho I'm Man sorry. was going in. Macho Man was that guy, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. Still, Macho Man's one of the greatest of all time. Still, when people do yeah. wrestler voice, they do Macho Man voice. Like, yeah, they do. Because Hulk Hogan is a real big punk. <laughs> yeah, nah. Macho Man forever, bro. Diss track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> macho Man diss track on Hogan. Mm-hmm. So great. And yeah, Terry no, still I, didn't explain why he didn't want Sting to beat him. He said, I had all this momentum. You didn't. Sting had the momentum. That's Sting what we're had doing the here, dude. Sting had wrestled in a year. It was the <laughs> hottest thing in wrestling. It was like all, all people wanted to see. I remember in, um, yeah, it's elementary school that year. There were two kids who came to school dressed as Sting. This mm-hmm. was prior to uh, prior to, um, to Super Bowl that year. And uh, or Starcade, sorry. Prior to Starcade, it's funny. My WCW paper is getting mixed up. But mm-hmm. that was prior to Starcade, 
and just thinking about how that man hadn't wrestled in a year, but mm-hmm. like kids were still alive. And I was one of those kids who just yep. loved Sting. All I wanted to see was Sting when that man was in the rafters, when he pointed his bat, uh, all of it. I just wanted to see Sting do his thing and to finally have a match with Hogan after a year of not stepping in the ring. And um, I wasn't aware for years that anything had even gone wrong with that ending because <laughs> I watched it on Scramble Vision. I didn't actually see it. I could see like blurry lines and uh, and I could hear the whole thing. And all I heard was uh, a one, two, three, and then Bret Hart comes out. But I didn't know what actually happened. And so I was just happy that Sting won. That was how I watched the pay-per-views, by the way. That and like there's there's two I remember vividly like that. I watched I pretty much watched them all like that because I couldn't afford pay-per-views. No, um expensive. my family couldn't do that shit. But uh we definitely watched them all scrambled. And I remember that one and King of the Ring ninety-eight. Like I remember something happening to mankind and hearing it and hearing JR screaming his head off, by God, you've killed him. I didn't see none of it. <laughs> By that time, shout out to my uncle Tyrone. Uh, my auntie married a dude that really liked wrestling, so he started buying wrestling shows. So it was pretty lit for him, for us. Shout out to my uncle Tyrone because I got to. I was watching that King of the Ring show. Uh, I seen Over the Edge and all like yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, really bad one. But yeah, there's a lot of shows back then that. <laughs> If Uncle Tyrone wasn't there, I definitely wouldn't have seen them. Before that, it was Scramble Vision. I remember watching Bash at the Beach 94, the one with Hogan, where, where he came to WCW and listening and be like, oh, shit, it's crazy. And the Texas death match with uh, Vader and Cactus Jack, 1993. Yeah. Damn, I'm aging myself. We're 100 yeah. no, years old over no, here, you guys. Dude, dude, I wasn't, we weren't able to actually order a pay-per-view. I've said it uh, on this show that until Armageddon 99, and I just happened to see some titties on that pay-per-view because the Ooh. cat... Yeah, showed her titties on that show, and I was mm-hmm. like, "You see titties on pay per view? I did want you see every pay per Two thousand, where May Young. I uh, did. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> that was. Oh my! I God. I think I didn't miss a pay per view after that for like two years. Mm-hmm. Good time, <laughs> because uh, yeah, that's what we did. Thank um, God for the network. That was crazy. If you were getting WCW and WWF pay per views, you're spending like sixty dollars a. A month. Yeah. Nah, kids don't know the struggle today now that you could just get the network and you're lit. You know, I mean, you're just just on Peacock. And look, I watch other things on Peacock. I haven't started Bel Air season two yet. Um, But did you watch it yet? yet? Uh, First episode is. First episode is up. I no. The only television that I was in throw up with this week was The Return of Snowfall. (laughs) The, The two episodes that aired were amazing. The cliffhanger of the last episode. I've watched it like five times. We're back, baby. I mean, <laughs> shout out Peacock because I just started Poker Face, um, and I really, really like it. Uh, I I'm a big murder mystery guy. Like, if any shows where I can watch, I I, I don't know. I'm really big on Law and Order: Criminal Intent. That's one of my favorites. I watched Murder She Wrote when I was a kid. I like I love murder mysteries. I love this the idea of Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you telling me right before Raw you didn't watch Murder She Wrote back in the day? No, <laughs> my mom watched Murder or She like Wrote. Or like two minutes watch, before I the show started. Watch my mom. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I'm big on murder mysteries, and so um, my dad was really big on Columbo. And for those who don't know the formula of Columbo, Columbo was more of a murder mystery where you, the viewer, knew from the beginning who did it. 
but you're watching Columbo figure it out. And so uh, you kind of get a little bit excited where you're like, oh, shit, uh, I he's he's on he's on the right track and you're like getting excited for him because they tell you from the very beginning of the episode this is who did it and now Columbo has to figure it out um and that's what poker face really does and i like it as a show for those who've watched poker face it's i don't know natasha leone for people who know her from orange is the new black and american pie back in the day she did russian doll but yeah um she's a human lie detector she doesn't always know why people are lying but she can always tell when somebody's lying and her catchphrase in the show is bullshit. And <laughs> I mar- I pop every single time she that does it, right? <laughs> it'll get, you have to be watching the show where like somebody will say something and she'll just go bullshit. And like, and you're like, ah, she got him. She caught him lying. She knew it. You know what, we're watching I'm kind of upset that in our little headliner that you didn't add Angela Bassett did the thing to uh... <laughs> Angela Bassett did the thing. Angela Bassett did do the thing. Never forget. She did the thing. Mm. That should have been a, a headline. Yeah. Shout out to the homegirl. She was spitting. <laughs> hey, man. Angela Bassett's out here, bro. Um, should uh, win an Oscar this year. Definitely. I don't care what anybody says. She, she should. The best supporting actress, I think. That's, I still yeah, haven't watched that movie. One. I should probably watch it, huh? I mean, it's on Disney Plus now. Um, it's on my, Disney Plus. Yeah, Somebody my, send me their login. Put it in the comments right now. You know, it's hard. Like, don't put your see... login in the, in the <laughs> comments. It's hard even seeing movies in theaters right now because everything's dropping on streaming services so quick. You right. know, I feel like it was less than a month ago that I saw Megan, and it's on Peacock now. And, and my dad was the one who told me. I was talking to him yesterday, and he's like, yeah, I was watching Megan yesterday on Peacock. And I'm like, I just saw that movie. I just spent $40 on a movie date to see that movie. What oh, do you mean it's like on Peacock? Less than a month ago, huh? That's crazy. They're putting these movies out quick. Yeah. And so... Whatever. Uh, we got Jason R says, hope all is well with the best three in the business. Uh, I saw a debate on Meltzer's Twitter and a person also brought it up to me. Do you think someone can have a, uh, what is it? Can have a legendary wrestling career if they never made it in the E? Absolutely. Um, two reasons you can say that. Uh, I think one, look at Sting. If Sting never appeared in WWE before 2014, he's still one of the greatest of all time. Still one of the best in the business. I think that anybody you talk to in wrestling, anybody other than like Jim Cornette, would call the Young Bucks one of the top tag teams of all time. Um, And, you know, even guys who believe that they're one of the top tag teams. You ask any member of the New Day, they'll say, no, the Young Bucks are it. Um, And... Yeah, they've had a legendary career. Briscoes. If they ne- if they never step foot, the Briscoes, if they never mm-hmm. step foot, absolutely you can have a legendary career if you ne- haven't stepped foot in WWE. Yeah, um, I guess I think that's only if we're talking about American wrestling because there's Mexican wrestlers, there's Japanese wrestlers that never, ever even step foot in America for that shit and that are the greatest of all time. So, yeah, that, that's just if you're talking about American wrestling. And even then, no, it's, it's not no, all it's, about it's, WWE. It's just about, you know, pro wrestling. It, I think it is... Um, like, obviously, WWE is the biggest platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's plenty of guys who who definitely did not have their best performances in WWE. And right. so, like, that's – that's yeah. a, I don't know. I, like, I you think, were there, but it was whack. That doesn't – Yeah, like, like imagine enough. you only knew Raven because of the WWE. Right. Stuff. Like, I yeah. feel like Raven's career outside of WWE is what has mm-hmm. made him a legend. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think it depends on. I think you could definitely be a legend 
having not wrestled in WWE, but I do think there's like certain criteria if you want to be considered like one of the greatest of all time. And I'm not saying you have to go to a to to AW or WWE to be considered one of the greatest of all time, but I do think you need to be exposed to a larger audience yes. in some ways to be in that conversation. It just sure, sucks that like the reverse that people are like, oh, he was in WWE his whole career, so he's the greatest. Shouldn't it be the same? Like you never, we never saw Shawn Michaels in Mexico. Like, yeah, or, I mean, or, like, or like Japan. Right, right now, Kazuchika Okada is a is is a legend. Right, like, it's the legend of Kazuchika Okada is growing by the year, and he's mm-hmm. never wrestled in WWE. I don't think he ever will. I don't think so. so. Yeah, but on the other hand. Um, I mean, because I, I do agree with you. Because, like, Randy Orton is a guy that a lot considered the greatest of all time. I would love to see just one Orton match somewhere else. Yep. To see exactly what he's Gosh. able to do without... I want to see Dolph Ziggler wrestler, when wrestle did Orton, somewhere else. When did Orton get injured? Because, genuine question, has Orton ever worked without Vince? Because he was injured before mm-hmm. SummerSlam, right? So, therefore... Does Orton know professional wrestling without Vince McMahon? Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Legit from birth, that's that, all he's ever known. That was a weird comment. Speaking of Okada, by the way, that match was Kaido. I kind of want heel Rainmaker back at this point. I like uh, it. The way he healed up in this match was fantastic. Uh, throwing the kid out and, and basically doing the Barney meme of throwing throwing the guy out of the ring and, and he, he turned around he was back in there and he kept doing that and he ha- kept having to beat this guy down until he got to the end of the match and he was like you know what forget it beats this guy into submission rainmakers him picks him back up at the two count cobra flosions this guy rainmakers him again proceeds to walk out of the ring doesn't even look back at him doesn't show him any respect just walks out of the ring i thought it was great mm-hmm. <laughs> We got a couple more I want to read. Uh, Jason R. here also follows up by saying, I think people like Inoki, Sting are examples of all-timers who didn't need WWE. A friend of mine thinks Sting would have been better off in WWE, which I told them is a wild and I think inaccurate take. Um, I mean, it's it's a hard one. Uh, He definitely would. If his career was in WWE, he wouldn't be a face paint Sting. Eventually, Vince would have been like, take that fucking face paint off for sure. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, let's see. Joseph says, does a triple threat tag team uh, match between Damage Control, Shayna, Ronda, and Becky, Lita interest y'all? Uh, no. Um, no just because really. I think that there's that's a really, really odd one. And I think whatever happens at Mania is fo- involving the ladies, it's Trish is going to have some or is going to play some kind of factor in it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know I, what that I ends do up think being. That, I do think that Ronda and, Ronda and Shayna will be tag champions eventually. I don't know if it'll be after after Mania. I don't know if it will be at Mania, but it feels like every week now they are positioning them more and more as a tag team. So I feel like that's what they're building to. And do we have an update on Dakota? Is she still hurt? I mean, she's wrestling this week. Oh, yeah. okay. She's wrestling on Monday. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's see. We got this one from uh, – where is it? This one's do, from Do we have Trey an update Cash. on what happened to Trish, by the way? Like, do – uh, I mean, she had a creative meeting. She was at Raw. She had a meeting. And then they, uh, I don't think, because I think people assumed kind of a, a negative situation there where they're like, well, mm-hmm. something obviously bad happened. But I think it was just a, a creative thing. And right. they just 
realized yeah. they didn't want to use her that week. Some are speculating that she was going to turn heel and that it wouldn't have worked in Canada. So then it aligned with it Bailey, and so therefore they were like, let's hold this off another week. Um, yeah, that's what I think it was. I think they didn't think she was going to get booed, and I kind of think she is going to cost Becky and lead her the championship next week. Oh, so they're going to go with Becky and Bailey, uh, Becky and Lita against Bailey and Trish at WrestleMania. That's, that's my yeah. guess. I like it. Um, let's see. So Trey Cash says, uh, what it do, fellas, if you could bring anyone from AEW to WWE to be the one to dethrone Roman, who would you choose? And can we acknowledge the Cody cutter is the worst slash slowest move of all time? How do you jump off the second rope and still barely get in the air? Don't do Cody like that, man. You know, he works at a turtle um, space. So, um, so what, action Andretti if probably. If it's not Cody, or is that what you're saying? I guess, yeah, if it's not Cody. Oh, QT Marshall. Um, one of Cody's friends, QT probably. Marshall. Uh, uh, no, I mean, like, if I could bring anybody, I would do, like, a Hangman Adam Page. To, to beat Roman at WrestleMania? If it was anybody. If it's not Cody. If it's somebody that essentially has that kind of, like, strong aura, where you they have a strong aura in AEW and they come over here. No, actually, what am I talking about? It's John Moxley. Um, that's, like... Oh. That, that comes full circle. I just don't want to lose anybody to WWE. I'm like nobody. Oh. Who's like the worst person on AEW? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you see the evil grin that's coming across my face because I realized he was still an AEW wrestler, and the world would burn down if he went back there and beat Roman. <laughs> that's my answer too. Yeah, Chick Magnet Punk. Punk. Yeah. Punk. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Got another one from Anwar. He says, uh, I hope y'all have a great show and everyone uh, watching has a dope weekend. Media Man, what was the best Golden State Warriors championship parade that you attended? Phil, what is your favorite Spider-Man comic book storyline? Um, I've only been to one that was 18? I don't know. But uh, I didn't live in Oakland. I lived in San Jose and I came down to Oakland and it was the craziest shit I ever seen. There was, I mean, Oakland's already nuts. If you just come on a regular Sunday to Oakland, you'll see some crazy shit. But imagine there being a championship parade with the Golden State Warriors just won a championship. E40's there, two shorts there, Mr. Fab's there. It's just like crazy. There's a million people in the streets. Um, there's scrapers. There's sideshows. Mac Dre's playing in the background. It's it's everything you could that imagine. Sounds a, amazing. A Bay Area celebration could be. It was amazing. Great. Um, what is my favorite Spider-Man comic book story? That is hard. There are so many great Spider-Man comic stories. Uh, I am going to go with the Dan Slott run uh, before he before he came back. I think everything he did building up to uh, Otto taking over Peter's body and being Spider-Man for a year and, and whatever, or for a few months or whatever, I thought all that stuff was great. Um, I thought Otto being a better Spider-Man until... The greatest Spider-Man villain of all time came back and proved that, no, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Without Peter Parker, there's no Spider-Man. Um, I think that was, like, one of the greatest runs of Spider-Man comics. Uh, all right. I'm going to read a couple more, and then I'm going to get to what everybody, I see a lot of people asking, where's the AEW fight for <laughs> Get to it, all dude. Right. Okay, so um jake salazar said wait but lebron fans told me westbrook was the problem why did he play good i thought he was a bum uh, 17, 17 points <laughs> wild, but, last night mm -hmm. but i digress lebron is the problem bro. i don't i don't know man may it not be 
I, I by the way, I just think calling that man a vampire on the way out was extremely nasty. And I think the yeah. fact that Brian has not defended him at all is really whack. And it's crazy because Westbrook, Westbrook was putting up numbers on the Lakers. It's just like at at the beginning of the season there was some talk, but then he like just started being a good basketball player like he always is. And I'm like, I don't really understand what's going on here. Yeah. Tim Gordon says they have a perfectly good story about Rhea getting redemption for her loss at Mania three years ago. What was with the promo last night? Oh, that was awful. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was awful. I, I think a lot of SmackDown wasn't very good, but that that segment was bad. Um, I don't know what they were trying to do there. If if you're still trying to push that this could be a main event, watching that segment that did not feel like a WrestleMania main event segment. Ooh. Jake Salazar says, casual WWE fans are getting tired of the My Dad Dusty promo almost every week. I hope My daddy, my daddy, when? <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Fredrickson, or it's Fenderson, sorry, uh, says, best three hours of the week. Reg, a hot dog is a taco, mm. not a sandwich. That, that I disagree. I th- no, I think. <laughs> what? I think That's a hot not dog. either one. It's a hot no. dog. Uh, no, I, the hot dog is a sandwich. I think that by when you define a sandwich as two pieces of bread and meat between or anything between, a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay. But a sandwich is not a hot dog. I have had this debate many a but time. But a hot dog is a hot dog. I don't know. I don't really get it. <laughs> I don't be eating hot dogs. Hot dogs are disgusting, you guys. Don't eat those. You think so, but man... No, they're they, delicious, but uh, the they, concept they, of them is disgusting. I know. If when you sit and think about a hot dog, absolutely. But mm-hmm. I will tell you what about these things, though. When you are, <laughs> when you got nothing else but the hot dog sitting in the little, the, the last one in a, uh, in the little Ziploc bag, and you throw that shit and either boil it or throw it in the microwave or even light up the grill. Who cares? <laughs> that shit hits the goddamn spot. No, hot dogs hot have dog, got me. Th- they have got me back. through so many tough times of being broken, hungry. Nah, I this will never. This is a question a negative- about hot dogs. Uh, do the uh, when you get out of sight of an event, are there hot dog ladies outside of there, or is that just a California thing? That's a question for the chat. When you get out of an event, every event in California, if it's at a venue, uh, you go outside. There's people making hot dogs out on the street. Is that just yeah, a California that's, thing? That's that... definitely some Cali shit. That's Cali shit? Oh, wow. <laughs> they not doing it. Yeah, late night hot dogs on the street. You get out. And... When late I got night out hot the... dogs? When what I got out of the Battle of the Valley, there was like 10 hot dog vendors outside with the grills making hot dogs with bacon on them. That's just nah, a California that's, thing. That's some Cali yeah. shit, bro. Hmm. All right. AEW Fight Forever. That is a, uh, a video game coming out to consoles everywhere and i've been waiting baby it's been taking yes. a long time i know thanks everybody there's your update no nah, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's a video game on consoles. on consoles yeah uh so of course one of the pieces of information that came out today was that uh best buy had updated people's pre-orders um to now indicate that the game would be dropping on March 31st. That's only a month from now of 2023. Mm. Um, the Best Buy website has that indicated. That's not the information I have, though. Everybody can find that one. But what I did learn today was that uh, AEW this week, or recently, at least in the last two weeks, did film promotional material for the game, and it's being actively prepared right now. 
um, involving members of the roster who are in the game. So whatever's happening, it's happening very, very soon. Um, they are definitely getting all the promotional material ready for that game. Big deal. Big news. That's, that's my update. March first, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, it, so possibly. I mean, I, I think Best Buy wouldn't have updated that for no reason. Um, and again, that they updated people's pre-orders to March 31st. Uh, so, so somebody bring their uh, video game console to WrestleMania weekend and we'll have a tournament, you guys. And, and it's updated across all consoles, too. So I thought that was interesting that they went and updated every single SKU, the PS4 version, PS5, Xbox, Switch, PC. All of it is updated now to say March 31st. So Sweet. something's happening involving that date. But um, as far as we do know, the uh, again, promotional material was done very recently at AEW Dynamite tapings, and it's all being prepared right now. Sweet. Um, yeah. Now, th it is interesting that uh, one of the things I've been seeing people talk about is the fact that, yeah, for the next, um, I mean, it's two weeks after 2K23. Uh, let's see. Classic AEW oh. coming up behind WWE. Hold on. Uh, got a correction on that. Uh, oh, th that was never said it was at Dynamite. My bad. That was conjecture. Not at Dynamite. <laughs> so <laughs> Immediate on the air update. <laughs> yes. On the update on fix that. It, Hold on it, a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you guys make of, speaking of announcements this week, uh, what did you guys make of the announcement this week? And I... The, Going into the announcement, I knew it wasn't going to be a big thing. I knew people that were... Oh, that the were, announcement. I'm like, what is this yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, the announcement yeah, yeah. from Dynamite. Uh, mm -hmm. I, knew, I knew people that were expecting something like Punk returning or something big were going to be disappointed. Because I thought, I thought right away either it was going to be the UK shows or it was going to be something else content related. Mm -hmm. And so this was kind of in line with what I thought it was going to be. Um, so it didn't... It didn't really bother me, but I knew Twitter was going to Twitter. Uh, well, yeah. it didn't bother me because... I think AEW didn't hype it as much as people really think they did because mm -hmm. um, yeah. when I think about the the announcement of the first dance, like that to me is like the quintessential, like AEW has a big announcement, right? Like they put the big graphic up on the screen and they were like, next week Tony Schiavone is going to announce a major event and they let people speculate for an entire week and they brought it up on Twitter multiple times and... Uh, I feel like they hyped up the announcement of the first dance. They never even said what the first dance was going to be other than it's an event in Chicago and then had Darby Allen drop that line. And it was like, oh, shit, we are. Oh, we got something big coming up here. So with this one, it was literally just something mentioned during the main event of Rampage, which <laughs> so it was literally just like a really quick passing thing. What was the main event of Rampage last week? Uh, it was the Swerve versus um, Dustin That's Rhodes good. match. And during that match in the corner, they're like, Tony Khan will have an important announcement this week. Also, we're going to see Evil Uno versus <laughs> John Moxley. And I thought that was right. an interesting way to drop that. It was just very like quickly said. The next caliber's little spiel. It wasn't like yeah. an emphasized yeah. thing. And it wasn't even like a full screen thing. It was literally in the main event. They're just like, also, Tony Khan has an important announcement. And we're going to see all these things. It was up mm -hmm. on the screen less than two seconds when it was first announced. So that told me at the moment, 
this probably isn't a huge deal. And also, like, they they've used different wording for things like that. Like they've mm-hmm. said, Tony Khan has a huge announcement. Tony Khan has a major announcement. And this one said, Tony Khan has an important announcement. And to me, that was like, okay, that feels company related. Um, yeah. And so I feel like, as far as the announcement itself is concerned, I talked about it on the show when Roads to the Top was airing. I said, I like Roads to the Top when it's not about Cody and Brandy at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the behind the scenes stuff. Right. And for this to be basically that without the the home life stuff i can live with that i actually am uh pretty okay with that i just hope because again i said this on day after dynamite but i'm gonna repeat this point for those who have already heard this one of my big beefs with roads to the top I'm not saying that you have to protect kayfabe but you should at least protect the timing of kayfabe yes but i remember um in october of 2021 it was right after dynamite with uh in orlando the main event was cody versus malachi and that was the one where he beat malachi um and did the golden shovel thing (laughs) but then right after that they aired an episode of roads to the top and the episode centered around the first time malachi beat cody and they're showing the two of them talking about the match yeah and i'm like i just watched these two have a match on tv yeah. Where I'm supposed to believe that they don't like each other. Protect the business a little but, bit, you guys. Yeah, but now definitely. you're showing me, the the very next show that aired is showing me Cody and Malachi discussing the match that they had back in August. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And right. so I feel like this show airing after Dynamite, I don't know if it's a great idea, if it's going to immediately peel back the curtain on what you've just watched. That's yeah. the part I would be concerned about. Um, and yeah. I think that, because like, I don't know, I, I recognize what reality TV does for mm-hmm. professional wrestling fans. Yeah, I, I recognize Total Divas, mm-hmm. Total Divas was, was huge. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's crazy. What's going on in here? Yeah, no, I'm just reading the <laughs> chat right now. Sorry. Uh, but either way, I don't know. It's. As far as the announcement is concerned, yeah, it does show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Faith in AEW, but also this was something that was kind of announced a long time ago. So uh, right. I know people are immediately jumping on it as, um, well, them giving AEW another show shows uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has faith in the company. It does, but also keep in mind that like Roads to the Top got renewed for season two like a year ago, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Cody left the company, so they've been stuck with this renewal on a reality TV program that they had to do something with, and so. This is basically them moving forward on that second season of Roads to the Top. Right. Um, yeah. Um, the, the thing that I took away from it uh, is that it didn't really feel like an announcement because I was like, oh, well, we already knew about this. Um, yeah. But it was an official announcement. Um, the thing that I thought was funny about it was uh, Tony coming on TV and having like the suit and tie. And he looked like he was ready to say, explain what this was. And then he was like, yeah, and here's Adam Cole. And then gets off camera. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Tony has an important announcement. Here's Adam Cole. See you later. <laughs> yeah, we're going to let Adam Cole um, have this announcement. Um, question about this. Does this mean that Adam Cole is not wrestling at Revolution? Does this mean his yeah, match he is going to be on TV first? That's what he said. He said that his return to TV will be the same night that uh, the debut of AEW All Access hits. Um, so something got delayed there. Uh, there's a few things I do find interesting, though. It did. Every, a lot of things make sense about this announcement, such as... This show started filming back in November, mm-hmm. uh, possibly late October, but regardless, it was in the fall. That was around the time Sammy stopped doing the vlog on a regular basis. Right. And he's in this, sh- he's in this show. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense now yeah. why it, the vlog stopped. Uh, but also, the Bucks are in this show. And I find that really interesting because the Bucks were adamant about not being in Roads to the Top. Um, mm. To the point of where there's a specific scene, uh, I think it was at Daly's place, where there's things happening, and you see everybody, but then you see somebody walk by and their face is blurred. And uh, <laughs> that was apparently like Matt Jackson, who just did not want to be on that show. And yet this will have stories centering around the Bucks. But so why? So that that brings me to some of the Cody press tour this week. And some of the things he said this week that I thought were extremely funny because I was like, it's Cody, Cody being Cody, man. Um, when he gave that quote and he was saying, yeah, no, I still have a good relationship with the elite and there was never a problem. And I was just like, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Cody.
Cody, you Cody's spent, hilarious. You spent the last year of your time with that company not being on screen with these guys. Yeah, to say that come there on. was never a problem. I come and I'm, I'm not saying that these guys always had this huge beef. I don't know that to be true, but the way this looks from the outside looking in, it looks kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the other quote was, of course, that there is no war. Like uh, all the wrestlers get along, and I was just like Captain. Cody. You smashed the uh, throne. You smashed the throne, big brother. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I get what he's saying from the perspective of the locker rooms because of the fact that I know for a yeah. fact that uh, I know high, top WWE wrestlers who watch AEW on a regular and give feedback to each other. Little things like uh, as far as, hey, I watched this match on Dynamite. I thought it was really good. I thought this and this. And you know there are AEW wrestlers who absolutely watch WWE TV. Yeah, um, no, no, no. I think I'm not, I think I'm not disputing uh, that part about it. I'm not disputing that the wrestlers from both companies still get along. Mm-hmm. But for Cody Rhodes to say that after one he smashed the throne, y'all remember when this guy threw this random shot at Bailey out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> when Kylie Ray was there? Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. you helped to. There's a war. Come on. You helped to play into this perception that it's AEW versus WWE. So yes. the fact that it's coming from you is extremely funny. He's funny. He's a funny. Just He's think- just taking over the Seth Rollins uh, company man thing at this point. I think. Yeah, and I think the the idea of uh, I don't think anybody believes the idea that. There and Cody said that he was like, you know, as far as the companies are concerned, that's a different story. But as far as the <laughs> locker rooms are concerned, um, you know, we the locker rooms are fine with each other. As somebody just said in the chat, the locker rooms are mostly fine with each other, the offices are not. Now, there are certain people who aren't, um, liked on uh sides of the locker room because they've decided to play the company role and uh, to, to take the company role and knock the talent in the other locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you look at Corbin, for example, and Corbin deciding to tweet that one time about the, what was it, the four-way tag match between, who was it, uh, Proud and Powerful, the Young Bucks, Kenny and Hangman, and Best Friends, and uh, and then Baron Corbin tweeted the the vomiting gif where he's like, spot, 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 this is awesome, and <laughs> mocking the whole match, and... Uh, and there were two things wrong with that because this was during the Wednesday Night Wars. So all the comments were like, "Don't you have a show you're supposed to be watching?" That, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and so there's there's little things like that. But even still, even he gets along with plenty of people in the other locker rooms. Yeah. Um, I mean, but typically, champion, the, world champion be tweeting at his ass like they're friends. I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, and I mean, I get I get some of this as people working as well. But again, I just think the messenger is just so funny that it's Cody hilarious. was the guy yeah. to say that. Right. Um, Cody being the first guy to jump to WWE and saying that also is funny. There's just so many things about it that's and when funny. People were people were like, "What's going to happen with Cody and Triple H when he gets there?" Like, there's you know, they're going mean? to get along famously. They're going to get along. You know what I am finding funny though? So of course, uh, it was talked about how uh, this coming weekend at house shows, Cody is going to be teaming with the Good Brothers, and so like. Man, Bullet Club will never die. Like no, when you think right. about the idea of one, we got the trios champions on AEW television. It, everything, there's so many Bullet Club callbacks right now, still happening in a time where, what what's the deal with the Bullet Club? Because we now officially know that Jay White is out of New Japan. A Bullet Pro Club Wrestling. member is going to be in the WrestleMania main event. Like bu- 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 <laughs> that's Bullet crazy. Club. I know um, because like the elite. The elite was formed inside of the Bullet Club mm-hmm. and exists as a 
like to me, it's still in my head a branch of the Bullet Club, right. even as they uh, went their separate ways but kept the name the Elite. They the reason they're the Elite is they were the Elite of the Bullet Club. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I think, I think the Elite is basically like the Elite in wrestling, though. I think. Yeah, really- I, but the trio like that pose formed kicking. AJ Styles out of the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I don't. I, that is an interesting question because, uh, yeah, where is this? Uh, where is this faction going without one Jay White, who I believe is the best leader of Bullet Club? Uh, I was worried when I saw Dave Finley hit the ring. I was like, "Oh no!" I like, I, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I was no. like, he's no. not the new leader, is he? And no, no, no. I, 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 no I, it, once he started talking a little bit more, I was like, yeah. okay, he's not. Yeah. But that was my immediate thought: was, oh no, he's about to reveal like a bullet club shirt, isn't he? I mean, yeah. I mean, two things from this. Uh, again, they are criminally misusing Eddie Kingston. He was tremendous on Definitely. Saturday yes. night. Yes, he was um, great. I think I think that match was great. I think the story of the match was great. It wasn't. It didn't have the long-term storytelling of the match with Hikaleo. It didn't have any of the dramatics of that match, but I feel like this was really good. I think the ending of it was perfect. Um, I think um, after all this time of leading up to the bit of Jay White at the at the U.S. shows, raising the mic into the sky like he was going to say something and throwing the mic down and not actually saying something, and then he actually was going to say something this time, and then Finley beat him up before he did it. I thought that was a great callback. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the Finlay stuff is just that that was his longest standing rival was New Japan. That was the guy he came up with as a young mm-hmm. lion. Um, and I didn't feel like this is him trying to take his spot. This is this is him. This is them referencing that 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 rivalry and saying, "No, I'm gonna finally be the guy to put you out. I didn't beat you, but I'm gonna get my comeuppance on you because you beat me several times." I thought all this stuff was great. Um, yeah. But although he, I did I did hear by the way that Jay White was working people to the end, that people were asking him like, "So are you going to WWE? What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm gonna win this match with Eddie Kingston. What are you talking of course. about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not leaving." No, of Japan. course, he's a pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, <laughs> Yeah, I, and I I thought everything he did in this match was great. Jay White is amazing. Uh, whatever he does next, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, who is going to be the leader of this faction? Because it feels like it could be El Fantasmo if you've been following New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Maybe I see somebody Chad else. talking about Chase. Um, oh Chase, no. God, no. <laughs> Ew, erase no, that. No, Chase is not going to be leader. Ew, uh, <laughs> no, Chase could, owns the worst Bullet Club uh, leader could, ever in history. Shut the faction down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so could, he said, I'll take deep BC disbanding over Chase Owens. Seriously, so. I'll, I'll take Bad News Fale over fucking uh, uh, whoever you guys just mentioned. I forgot his name because he's so boring. Chase Owens. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know who it could be, uh, but yeah, I it was interesting. We did get Bullet Club presence at this show. Um, I think it's interesting leading to my point that I think Jay White is the best leader. He's the only guy that did not get thrown out of the group. There was no mutiny. He was the only mm-hmm. guy to outsmart them and not get thrown out. Uh-huh. Um, and Kenta was there. He was in the building. Your new New Japan strong champion. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, <laughs> he also flipped off CM Punk in the crowd before he did a <laughs> go to sleep. Um, he did. That was great. Uh, yeah. Wait, I, so I want to talk to you, Reg, about the experience. Oh, there, right, because, right. Because um, from a TV perspective, I watched the whole thing. 
If I ever needed proof, and you tell me uh, as far as the people in the audience were concerned, but if I ever needed proof of who, and by the way, Brie Wu, love that name, by the way, says BC is cooked. <laughs> um, no, they're not. I think they're fine. I I think, I, I, all of those take is another guy to step in as leader and change the direct. Because remember, people thought it was cooked before the cutthroat era. People thought that it was cooked before Jay White stepped in, and he completely yeah. reinvigorated the group. All it all it'll take is a new leader to come in with a new motivation. Right. Uh, but what I was asking you, Reg. So the crowd on this show was okay. I felt like for a sold out venue, I thought that they could have been louder. Until the Mercedes match. Mm-hmm. Which I was told say me this because of a reason. <laughs> who so but that told me who sold these tickets. Yeah. That told me that there was there a lot of people there. That yes. didn't know New Japan Pro <laughs> yes, Wrestling. A lot. Came there was to a see. lot of people. I was sitting there being like, "You would if the Mercedes wasn't here, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here." Mm-hmm. There's people flying in. There's people that I seen those uh, those NXT ladies. They they don't go to New Japan shows. They like flew into San Jose to go to New Japan. Like this, it was a. Uh, I saw like I tweeted. I saw some beautiful black women there. Like mm. there was some cool. Like it was it. It was a different New Japan, the, the most different New Japan crowd I've ever seen. Okay. And it's all because of Mercedes. When her, you know, before the shows, they play like stuff, graphics and things on the screen and stuff. When her videos came on, people are lit for just saying her name. People are like Mercedes. It was the pro Mercedes crowd. And she really brought a different flavor to New Japan that I have never seen before. So they really struck gold for these two weeks before she goes back to the WWE. <laughs> Wow. The fuck? There's no way in the world that Sasha Banks is not going back to WWE. Mercedes Monet. Merce- Mercedes Monet. We're not. We're well, come on, bro. Sorry, what's, what's, I appreciate it. Sasha but she's Banks gonna be Sasha Banks again. She's going back. Yeah, um, I mean, but I do think she works for Bitten Door. Which speaking yeah. of which, there is now um, Spectrum Cable had dropped a little bit of a nugget that um, they have. We have a date for Forbidden Door. That that's mm-hmm. at least the slot that AEW has reserved on cable systems for it. And so here we go, Forbidden yeah. Door two. I don't know how you have Forbidden Door 2 without the IWGP Women's Champion unless she loses it between now and then. Well, that's that's kind of the Meltzer thing. Because the report came out that she's only committed to two more dates. But Mm -hmm. the way I read that is that she's committed to two dates with New Japan and Stardom. So those are the two Japanese matches. That doesn't yeah. mean that she is going to lose the title, and that doesn't mean that she's not committed to doing more with both of those companies eventually. That's just all she's on the books for. And I saw yeah. people saying that, oh, those could be her final dates. We don't know that yet. She could still sign on for more dates. That's just what she signed on for now. Um, and that doesn't mean that she will lose the title in that last match. I think it's on the 24th uh, against potentially Mayu Iwatani, which right. sounds fire. Um I don't know. Um, I do think that she wouldn't be saying all this time that she wants to take this belt everywhere. If she wins it, that she would just do two dates and have two two matches against Stardom wrestlers, and, and that's, that's it. it. Yeah, I, no, I just don't see that. that. I I think that she's gonna do more. And even if she does lose the title in April, I do think she's gonna do more with New Japan. I mean, if we're getting into the show and, and, and getting into the how great this match was, this this mm. match was incredible. Probably for my money, the best match on Saturday night. Um, and go, going into Saturday night, I was the most excited about the main event um, for Elimination Chamber. I, I was excited to see what Mercedes would do. 
But I absolutely think that Mercedes and Kyrie smashed it. I, they I blew don't it think up. It, I don't think anything on the card for Battle in the Valley was close. I think it was the best match on that card. And like I said, I think it topped everything else that weekend. Um, Can I, you know what I loved most about it? You know, I got annoyed at one point in this match because I thought it was an excellently worked match. And then, and granted, this was right after I watched uh, Elimination Chamber. So I was already like annoyed with bad endings, right? I had just seen Brock Lesnar and, <laughs> and Bobby Lashley have the stupidest ending imaginable. I had just seen an Elimination Chamber match where uh, I, I thought it was a smart finish the way they kept the door open by working the Montez injury. But then, like, also, I thought I, I just thought Austin Theory could have won a little cleaner, uh, and then I, I I've already talked about how I didn't like the ending with the two ref bumps. So I got triggered a little bit when a ref bump happened in this match, and I'm like, <laughs> no. just saw ref bumps, and I'm not happy with ref bumps. But let me tell you, folks, one of the smartest ref bumps in a long time. Because the thing that this ref bump did was it didn't call the indi- the match, it didn't call the outcome of the match into question. That's where I hate ref bumps. That's mm-hmm. where I hated it in the Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns match, where we saw a ref taken out. Oh, Sami had the match won. The ref just didn't see it because that shit makes no fucking sense because we live in an age where you have video replays. Um, like I don't understand. Yeah, why, like, and how did how did Jimmy not get thrown out of that match? By the way, the second yeah, ref what, came what, running in he, right behind him and saw what he did and, and let him stay by ringside. <laughs> right, he ran right by him. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense today, because like again, others like the whole idea of the ref bump was supposed to be kind of a play on sports, where hey, if right. the ref didn't see it, didn't see then it, it didn't happen. But the thing right. is now. All uh, now sports have challenges. Now sports have video replays where refs can review things all along those lines. And yet wrestling is just like, eh, you know, it didn't know what happened. And it played out in front of the fans, but it doesn't fucking matter. The Battle of the Valley ref bump played into a great live moment, though, because in attendance, there was a lot of people in attendance. We've talked about it before uh, here on Twitter and all this. Um, Mercedes' best friend was in attendance. Her name's Bailey. She's a contracted World Wrestling Entertainment wrestler, so they didn't show her anywhere. <laughs> but as the ref bump happened, she faked like she was going to run in, and it got a big pop. And that, <laughs> that was is, amazing. That is hilarious. Like she did like a creepy crawl, and people were like, oh, shit. And it was like that played into a really great moment with that ref bump. It was great to see Bailey. She's great. They brought her in in a lucha mask, and like nobody knew what was happening. But she was so hyped for this match that she didn't keep the lucha mask on. You saw pictures of her online, and she stood up the I entire. I saw pictures of her online. Yeah, yo, definitely. She stood up the entire time, cheering, yelling. She was the loudest fan in the room. Like that's really her best yeah. friend. She loves yeah. everything. She loved that moment. And also in attendance, did you guys know? I happen to be in attendance with uh, another uh, Phil from Chicago there. Oh, yeah, no, I, we mentioned that because. Uh... He got he got the big birds from uh from Kenta when he did to go to sleep. Yeah, like uh my little clip, uh, my little tweet went viral this week of me saying that CM Punk had a Comic Con style line formed <laughs> to meet him, which was legit. But, uh, and uh, I, I guess that because uh, a lot of people are like, oh my god, blah blah blah, this stuff going crazy, talking about the bands and shit. Um, I was uh, uh informed that people did 
asked security to break it up, but security said, we only break it up if the person getting harassed requests to break it up. So meaning that CM Punk didn't mind having a line Listen. of fans <laughs> and he liked taking pictures with them. So stop this putting is a, the narrative this is, on this man. This this is a guy that is, um, I, I'm just watching, I've been watching what this guy's been doing for months, man. And it is very amusing to watch from afar. Mm -hmm. This guy is playing the game, buddy. Yeah. He is oh, back yeah. outside, buddy. He, he, is is, outside. He, he is changing the perception every time he does things. Mm -hmm. I've seen him. I come show up with Lars, uh, lead singer of Rancid. I seen how he had that line. He's like, no, no, no. I'm by all it's means. fine. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll greet you. I'll take pictures. I'm not a bad guy to work with. Who told you that? Um, um, and I've seen him show up at the at the premiere of Cocaine Bear with uh, with O'Shea Jr. I've seen mm -hmm. it. The guy is back outside, bro. You know what's he up? No, he's trying to change these narratives. He's fine. Like if he was still in uh, AEW, he would have said, "Get out of here, all you loser fans." But I don't think he, he would have done that. But I do think not. that he knows. He, he knows. knows I, I, he knows how to do it. He knows I've people watched, are paying attention to him. Yeah. I've watched CM Punk give fans the time of day, and literally, um, there was the first time I ever met CM Punk, uh, and this was less than a year ago, um, and we were just kind of having a good conversation we were joking that fightful was the place that spoiled his uh return mm. <laughs> and and he was like hey however you guys want to make money <laughs> uh he's like because uh, i don't know look, if that was you guys jokes because that was real <laughs> yeah i know i mean look it, it did right that's i don't think fightful would be where it is today without that scoop the scoop mm. that cm punk's returning to pro wrestling that was the changed one the that mm -hmm. changed the game, right? Um, and yeah, you know, we were joking about that, and a fan had walked up to him and was like, "Excuse me, can I get a picture with you?" And like, you could see some slight annoyance in his face, but yeah. he was like, uh, "He said, yeah, you know, let's hurry up, but yeah, absolutely, let's mm -hmm. do it." Uh, like, you know, he definitely had the, you know, I want to rush this along, but he did not do it. So, mm -hmm. um, have, have I ever told you the first time I ever met CM Punk anywhere? You, you have told that story. Are you telling it on a podcast? Mm -hmm. um there's two different ones so okay the first time i've ever seen him um i was walking in, into a comic convention and like w i don't know if you've ever been to a convention like there's it's just a mass of people like right. it's not like lines it's just a mass of people so i get in and i'm like walking i'm looking around and i turn next to me cm punk standing next to me and i was like mm -hmm. oh yo cm punk and you could tell he was in a hurry and he was just like hey oh, hey 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 and i was like i just i just was like fan Nice to meet you. And he was just like, oh, thanks. And that was it. And, <laughs> but, and this was me reading the room. Lesson mm -hmm. to fans. Right. Read the room. Read the room. This was read me the room, reading yeah. the room. It looked like most people would have been like, all right, well, what about WrestleMania? Blah, blah, blah. Let's talk what, about it. What do you think about Roman? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> <no. laughs> like mine was, you know, mine was a situation where I had Swerve introduce me to him. And, uh, and he comes over and he's just like, hi, I'm Phil. And I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're CM Punk. Oh, <laughs> Phil. Yes, Who's this? What do you mean? I know. I know. It, it was interesting because, like, in a non-wrestling situation, <laughs> in a non, like, he's not even, like, autograph signing anything along those lines. It's a very just kind of casual situation. He's like, yeah, I'm Phil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, but, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, read the room. But the thing that made this funny to me is that, um, again, it seemed like he was in a hurry to find out where he was going. Um, and he couldn't have looked any more like worried that I said, Hey, CM Punk. Cause I think he looked around like, 
oh no, have other people spotted me. <laughs> and I was just like, no, 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 it's cool. It's cool. This guy knows I'm CM Punk. Does everyone know I'm CM Punk? I yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, uh, he, 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 like I said, he couldn't have been any nicer in the moment, even though he's in a hurry. But I feel like he, you could just definitely see the worry across his face. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And though, when I was walking back up, like I, I left out of the arena and I came back because I heard Mercedes's uh, song playing to come back and be with Okada. But he like, mm. ran, mm. at the end, he like mm. ran out. I don't think he wanted mm. to do it again. Mm. So I just seen him run by me like so fast to like get to his car. <laughs> like, I did it. I don't want to do it again. And then you see Lars behind him like, damn, that's CM Punk. That's really cool. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, great show, man. I, I had really. Oh, so I want to talk about the ref bump real quick. I know we got like way off track on that ref bump. The reason yeah. I like that ref bump was because it wasn't used to fuck you out of a finish. It was simply used in that moment to suspend the rules of the match. Right. When that when it happened and you see the look on Kyrie's face and she gives that oh, it's on now. And then they like brawl outside and all of that and they do the table spot and I appreciated that for a ref bump. I like how like hey, we're in the confines of the rules of this match right now. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that ref is out, nah, all bets are off and then they just start going at it. We're conditioned to ref bump uh, interference. Ref yeah, means somebody else is going to come out. That's what. Yeah, or well, ref, bump, ref bump happens. Like, look to the to the entrance to see who's coming. Yeah, or yeah. something along the lines of somebody's going to get pinned and the ref didn't see it, so now the yeah. finish is in question. Right. And none of that happened in this case. Mm. It was just a matter of okay, now we're now really we going to fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're going to fight. Now more is about to happen because mm. the rules of the match are out for a second. That's a good use of a ref bump. Um, I don't it's like the ref like, bump. Oh, that's storytelling oh wow wow i love it uh, yeah look man i think we also i know this was mercedes time to shine this was her big debut this was her weekend Kyrie was fantastic oh Kyrie, i yeah. think she was a great inaugural champion so for a good. short period that that she had that belt i think that she served her purpose i think that we've gotten into this era of wrestling where everything has to be long range and if it's not a long reign it's a failure i don't think her reign was a failure at all I 100%. think she did what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, the Tokyo Dome, she yeah. rest of Mercedes, like all kind of great shit. Re- regardless of, of oh no, what short happened. reigns a failure. Ooh, the people are really going to be bad about MJF. I mean, yeah, I, look, man, <laughs> I, I just think that you know fans will do what fans do because fans come into these things with expectations. But uh, no, Kyrie will always be known as the first IWGP Women's Champion, no yep. matter what. She will, she will be the woman that brought that belt to Tokyo Dome. Um, and she probably will have it again, I'd say, before I, it's all maybe, said and done. But, and, and I think that she's also going to still do stuff with stardom. I think she's not done there. I think she will end up challenging for the white belt soon. Um, I don't know. So I'm not upset with her losing. I, I think some people might be. But I thought she had a great showing. It wasn't like she got squashed here. Um, she This was a competitive match. Yep. Um, like she yeah. could have won. She she was close to winning this match at several mm-hmm. points. Um, I thought this was great. Um, I think anybody worried after Wrestle Kingdom that they were going to cut this match? No, this was the longest match on the card. Um, was on a match that feature a card that features Okada and Tanahashi in the main event. Yeah, that's a big deal, huge deal. Yeah. And guys, I'm not dropping spoilers. That was literally just. <laughs> I see the chat is like, like we'll drop spoilers. They're like, well, what do you know? No, look, I just want Brian to win that match. Um, I, I mean, am getting the feeling he's going to win. I'm. I, I am getting that feeling too. Yeah, I'm. I'm like a lot of things I'm feeling as far as that's concerned, and like also, um, you know, uh, it's going to be Nate, us next Sunday. 
Nikki talked about the fact that Bree is going to be at this show. And, like, mm. Bree's been at uh, Dynamites and stuff like that before. But I just I find it interesting that uh, is she there just to see Brian's performance? Or is she going to be there for Brian's moment? I don't know. But mm. uh, Interesting. Um, she's really excited about Iron Man. She's like, I just really want to see you wrestle for an hour. I don't care who wins. <laughs> yeah, she's in. Uh, she doesn't have to help uh, Nikki plan a wedding and whatever else she was doing on that other show now. So she's free to do these things. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, but this match was incredible. I thought uh, if as a debut match in her first uh, non-WWE match since mm. 2012, which Beautiful. sounds insane. That's crazy. Um, I thought she knocked this out of the park. The gear, thought, the tribute gear, like yeah, everything around that, in it. Yeah, I thought yeah. the tribute to Hannah was great. I loved afterwards. Yeah, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved afterwards seeing all the women like Jungle Kiona, who was friends with her, um, being very gracious about it and being happy that she did that. Um, Hannah's mother also came out and said thank you for that. I thought all that stuff was great, and it went on to show all those people that's like, no, nah, she's done with wrestling. This woman loves wrestling, and you could see it. it. You could see mm-hmm. how much she missed wrestling. You could see how much she paid attention to stuff outside of WWE. Um, no, this and you can see she's wrestling. been in them lucha gyms. Them lucha, them Mexico she, trips have paid yeah. off because she was going ham. She, with that she was crisp. The offense looked crisp. I think mm-hmm. anybody that whined about the the finish at Wrestle Kingdom, oh, I thought the finisher looked ten way times better. better this time. Way better, uh, yeah, way absolutely. Better. Um, yeah, I I thought this was great. I thought this was big success for her. I thought it was a big success for uh, New Japan as well because they got they brought in new fans to watch this. Uh, yeah. Uh, even though it started late, they were definitely oh. on CP time. Um, <laughs> I'm not convinced that that wasn't waiting for Roman. I think they were just trolling us. They were definitely uh, waiting for Roman to be done. Well, I mean, it seemed like they had some technical issues. I mean, the, pro- I the production. I mean, I, 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 I could see what. <laughs> I don't know if that was real. I think they were capping. <laughs> um, but, you know, this was, this was, I thought this was a great weekend for wrestling. And I think that um, she came out of this proving by far that she is everything that she says she is, that oh, she yeah. is the draw she says she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting to come out of this, the, the not even days later that the UTA news came out that she signed on with a talent agency. Mm, I ain't never getting um, that interview. No, I, I feel like she... <laughs> <laughs> she's out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like she's, uh, she's letting people know that like she's ready to move on to the next parts of her career. But she's not completely closing the door on wrestling, and like I said, I feel like if this is uh, if this is what she's going to be doing with the last few years of her career, I'm in, man. If, if this is more matches with Joshi wrestlers, I'm in. Mm-hmm. If we're getting the Mickey James match, give me the mm. Mickey James match. Give yes. me give me all the matches. I I'm ready for it. Um, and I mean, again, people that were concerned about this that it didn't look like they were going to main event. They were co-main eventers here. Again, they had the longest match on the card. Um, and they brought her out last. She closed the they show with Okada, which is yeah. a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Nah, they're fully invested in Mercedes. Yeah. I think that if they can Oh, they may have been at them. Sasha stands were at the door as soon as that one, two, three hit, for sure. They was out of there. I mean, they, they missed a good <laughs> Okada. They missed a great match. They could, yeah, they, they don't care. Okada match. They don't but, care. I mean, yeah. But yeah, no, I think this was, uh, this was, this was great. This was successful. Yeah. And uh, if we are talking about black history, because this is still black, black history. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like this was a historic moment, not just for her, but just for black women. To have a black woman be the first woman to go to New Japan and be signed and then be the first IWGP Women's Champion, that's a huge moment. And I feel like for Mercedes to have that on her belt, like just another great accolade and an incredible career. 
Uh, this is why they play Phil the Big Bucks. You see how you brought that around? Yeah. What a no, guy. What a guy. I, I mean, I, by the way, I don't think I gave my Black History moment last week. We laughed about this before we started <laughs> recording. Uh, for me, on the topic of Mercedes, I think that my favorite Black History moment, probably uh, one of my favorites at least, is seeing her main event, WrestleMania. I think that is a huge moment, and that's one of those things that that is going to have last, a lasting impact on wrestling. It's going to have a lasting impact on a lot of fans. Yep. Um, just and her that match, getting that to match main, bang too. Yeah, it was a great match. Her getting mm-hmm. the main event with another black woman in Bianca. I mean, we've never seen that before, and that's just an incredible event. And, and just them, everything that's gone on since then, Bianca has continued to be that that chick afterwards. Um, getting the SB win off of it. Just an incredible moment. Yeah, Sasha. Hey, there's a lot to, of them at this point, honestly. Mercedes, I keep saying them. You are who you are. We know you. <laughs> and shout out to Ian Riccoboni, because I thought his uh, introduction for her, running down her list of accolades, was amazing. Ian Riccoboni's tremendous on the uh, commentary, for sure. Yeah. Ian Riccoboni. Now, somebody bring their console to uh, WrestleMania weekend, for sure. Let's get this uh, Fight Forever tourney going. Who wants some? I just want to hear my song. That's it. I don't really care about the rest of it. <laughs> so, uh, I did want to note to the folks out there that, of course, with the report this... was wrong. You got a new uh, a new update. They're like, actually, all that Fight Forever shit was a joke. Retracted, Will Washington. Uh, no, all of my Fight Forever <laughs> stuff was accurate. But of course, with this being February and this being the end of February, that probably means. That you're probably well on your way to achieving all of those fitness goals that you've achieved that you set for the new year if you started some but if you're like me you might struggle to get motivated sometimes to me that's the biggest hurdle but luckily the fitbod app has everything you need to get going and hit the goals that you've been targeting don't go into the gym aimlessly Get a fitness plan that's cheaper than a single session with a personal trainer. I've been using FitBod since last year, back when I was a solid 30 pounds heavier than I am today, and I'm more active than I've ever been. But it's still important to maintain those achievements and set new goals. And whether you've fallen off track or you've hit your goals and are ready for some new ones, FitBot's algorithm changes and updates your fitness plan as you go and helps you find the results you're looking for. Just pick a fitness goal, add your equipment, and FitBot will create a routine for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or you've hit a plateau, a fresh start has never been easier. The app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout, and your program changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. Whether you work out in the weight room or your bedroom, FitBot has a plan for you. Learn new movements the right way with over 1,400 HD demonstration videos. A full year of FitBot is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. Join FitBot today and build a routine that lasts all year. Get 25% off your subscription and try the app free at fitbod.me slash grapsity. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash G-R-A-P-S-O-D-Y. Yep. Yep. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hot kids. It's graphic. Hey, shout out to the homie. It's Quentin on uh, Twitter for uh, that DM. That's cool. I'm going to watch uh, Kang. <laughs> Wait, is Kang? Can I watch Kang yet? Or no, Kang just came man out. is on there yet. Okay. No, I want to see Creed, yet. actually. I haven't been to the movie theater in a long time, and I want to go and Creed looks great. Creed, uh, Creed yeah, looks yeah, really excited good. for that. Yeah. I saw uh, the trailer, and I was like, man, that, this looks like it's going to hit. I might have to pull up. I was looking at all of the um, upcoming movies for the year and realizing, fuck, I have a lot of movies to see and <laughs> not a whole lot of time. Like mm-hmm. June alone, I convinced my son to have his birthday party at the movie theater this year. Um, because, like, he's a big Spider-Man. Why is he doing your, your birthday party? No, because he, he's a big Spider-Man fan. And so, like, his birthday is right around the time that Into the Spider-Verse 2 comes out. And so I was like, well, you know they do parties at the theater. Like, what if you, like, invite... Like, don't rent, you can, like, rent out a theater and, like, watch the movie. And so I'm like, Billy, why don't you invite your friends... We'll do like cake and ice cream, and then we'll like all go in the theater and watch Spider Man. It's pretty like, good, not actually. bad. It's not a bad yeah. idea, right? So mm-hmm. he's um, that's his favorite movie. He has seen Into the Spider Verse. I had kidding. I know the audio of that movie so well because it's always on in the background. There's like never a time where at least once a week. I can hear, needless to say, I came in and check. <laughs> she was a bad, bad, nevertheless. Like, all day, every. I mean, at least once a week, I hear that song for the last. Oh, cool. Whether that movie come out four and a half years ago, yeah, <sighs> it's a good movie though. It, it's definitely one of the yeah. all-time greats. Got Metro Boomin on the soundtrack. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah, no, my dude, um, uh, Trev Rich is on the soundtrack. And Trev Rich did the theme song to RBR back in two thousand and nine. Oh yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so I've I've always wow. been proud of watching him blow up. He's Denver's own Trev Rich signed that's to Cash. So cool. Signed to Cash Money and uh, got on the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. That's a, always such a cool thing. But yeah, for awesome. those who have been listening a long time uh, to RBR stuff, he did the the old theme song from, oh, what year was that? Oh, nine, the Every Saturday, right? Was better than wrestling every Saturday night. That was that was Trevor Rich. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, so I want to read some more Super Chats. We got so many. I want to get caught up on these. Uh, so let's go over to actually before we get to super chats, let's do humper chats. Uh, what was the last humper chat I read? I guess is the question. I don't think it was Hogan, I think it was after that. Uh, I think I have it because we got a lot of humper chats. Okay, here we go. Tony P. Tony P says top five for the week billy versus emmy i heard good things about that match i didn't get a chance oh, to catch yeah, yeah, yeah. billy starks versus emmy sakura mm-hmm. um mjf danielson confrontation uno versus mox mercedes quote tweeting public enemies mm-hmm. that 
Uh, big week for the public enemy guys, man. Big, uh, yeah, big, big week Ryan for them. Mm-hmm. Good, good for yeah. the guys, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mina's tweet bodying Mercedes. I know it's Black History Month, but I was dying. Yo, Mina, Mina came prepared for that exchange. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Mercedes was ready for how hard that Mina was going to come back. Uh, no, all of these uh, Joshi wrestlers are coming for Mercedes' throat, and I love. No, it. I love that. They're all, <laughs> they they know the the assignment get a match like if i could get her into something maybe i'm gonna get a match so i'm gonna go at her i love it everybody yeah. should do that oh, speaking of women's wrestling by the way uh shout out to my dear friend maria canellis and happy birthday maria, happy birthday, maria. Uh, it is february 25th and it is maria's birthday and oh, she was a guest happy here birthday. on City not too long ago and we shout out to maria. them they're gonna be out there at the uh, ring of honor tapings this weekend shout out to everybody at the ring of honor tapings happening this weekend it's gonna be a big big deal yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, that Brian segment, that did kind of prove my point from last week that Dynamite is better with oh, Brian on yeah. it. Phil was right again. I I feel like this week's Dynamite was night and day compared to last week, and I it feel was. like that segment with MJF was really good. MJF coming out and possibly using real world stuff to <laughs> um, once again try and make himself look like the victim because that's what MJF does. Um, I, I tweeted out, I tweeted at one point during the show that a lot of his promos feel like a cry for help, but that's what they're supposed to do. It's supposed right. to make you feel like this guy is the victim here, but of course he's not. He's a liar. That's <laughs> always who he is. He's an opportunist. And that's what he's doing here. He took this opportunity to take something that, that is really sad in his life to go yeah, by the way, Brian, go home. Nobody <laughs> wants you here. Um, that was a hell of a problem. I, Every time you're in the <laughs> ring, you're disrespecting me. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, thought, I thought that whole segment was great. I thought this week's Dynamite was much better all around. I thought the opening match was tremendous. Uh, Willie Yuta is that guy. Oh, my God. That was crazy. I, I, that was my I, favorite Orange Cassidy defense so far. Yeah, I, was, I, I will no longer crazy. accept any orange, sli- orange slander. The, the transitions just, I mean, that no. they had, that finishing thing, the double kick out by The match oh opened really well. Like, honestly, oh I, and I tweeted, I said that, um, look, anybody who says that Orange Cassidy, who doesn't talk about Orange Cassidy as a top-tier professional wrestler, doesn't know what they're talking about. They haven't and, seen him in the last she, year if they say that shit still. And the beauty of it was that a lot of people told on themselves in the comments of that. And I was like, all I, all I responded to anybody who said anything negative, I was like, case in point. Um, because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm no, like, okay. They yeah. Killed it. Oh, and shout out to Max. I hope he's uh, recovering well, MJF, because he, uh, that Brian Nielsen shot was a real shot. So. I uh, hope that Max shot, shot, is shot, okay shot, shot. because that looked very scary. Recovery. Um, yeah, but no, did, this, oh, this definitely got me excited for the main event. I was already excited for the main event of Revolution, but uh, the more these two are on TV together, I think they just have good chemistry in their segments together. I am super excited for this. And uh, both of my brothers here believe that Brian Danielson is going to be the I new feeling Brian's World champion next week. I kind of have a feeling he's winning. Wow. And you know what, though? Uh, guys. This is Revolution Week, and with this being the week of Revolution, your boy's got some interviews coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, and uh, that's interviews plural. So, um, well, stay tuned for those. We got and, a lot to talk about with what happened last night with one of these people, right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, we'll be yeah, talking well. about. It, yeah. It's cool. Um, we've one's a really anticipated one, actually. I yeah. 
Uh, one of these actually goes back to the first episode of Grapsity. Legit, and I... <laughs> the, first, the very first episode of Grapsity. Yeah. Yes, and I actually want to talk about that a little bit. I'm excited. Um, so... <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I, excited. I, I, I'm excited for both of these interviews. Um, uh-huh. They're actually, yeah, they're, yeah. Super excited. Yeah, can't so, say too much, but super no, excited. we guys can't say too much, and there might be more than that. Um, so we're working on it. We're working on basically locking down. There's going to be some content this week out of Grap City Revolution, and... baby. Yeah, so Revolution Week, and both of my brothers are pulling up. What yeah. Oh. Man? Oh shit. Yes. Although Phil won't be there in time for the one thing that uh, is happening, which mm-hmm. is that uh, so AEW announced the. Uh, the regular thing they do, um, which is the AEW bowling, um, which you're doing uh, right before Revolution. And uh, I know that me, Reg, and Denise um, will be there and bowling. We have a lane. So if you're going to be- Yes, we have a lane, actually. It's always important Uh, to stay in your lane, guys. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I actually really appreciate all of that, but yeah, Big Homie's going to be out there. I talked to him. He said he's yeah. going to pull up. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yep, he's there. Um, it's uh, Saturday, March 4th, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Classic Bowling. It's at 900 King Drive in Daly City, California. Um, pull up. I don't think the, like, if you just want to come watch it, I don't think tickets are that much. I think they're only like 10 bucks. Um, you want to watch but... some amateurs bowl? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch mean, well, Righteous, Righteous Roll and Righteous Reg and Will Washington and Denise? I mean, the, look, yeah, there's others that are going to be bowling, though. Uh, you get to see, like, Powerhouse Hobbs is going to be there. Um, I think how Cass- hard he's going to throw a ball. I don't know. Yeah, Orange Cassidy <laughs> um, and uh, Aubrey Edwards. Jake the Snake's going to be there. Like, yeah. oh, you'll get to meet some people. Uh, this is cool. Last time there was the uh, last year they did the karaoke thing, and that was super fun. It'll be along the same uh, Yeah, along the same that. lines. Yeah, so come through. Come bowl. Come say hi well, to me. It's already been a year since we uh, were in Florida, huh? That's yeah. crazy. We had the concert. <laughs> it's been a yep. big change in the year. Damn, big crazy. change. But, yeah, come see me, Reg, and uh, Denise. Phil's plane doesn't arrive till because uh, it goes from 4 to 7. You don't land till 6.30, right? Yeah, I think so. Think yeah, so. So Phil won't be there, but uh, no, we will all be in San Francisco at the Chase Center next Sunday for Revolution. Yep, and we will be in the media scrums, getting our questions scrutinized by social media. Definitely. So we also have, uh, let's see, we got another super chat. Uh, this one is from. Uh, let's see. Meet Normus says it was 80 degrees on Thursday. It's currently snowing right now. Hug your loved ones. The end is near. This I weather, mean, global the, warming, it, baby. We've it had, was snowing it, in Oakland, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know. In I Oakland, know. we've in had Oakland, yeah, I, there was snow. It's crazy. I right? know. I was looking forward to one of the things I thought I was looking forward to with Revolution was weather, but it looks like it's gonna be cold. Mm. Yeah, I've been freezing my little balls off over here for sure. It's cold as hell. I don't want to tell you guys the, the numbers because every time I pick tell numbers. No, I mean, honestly, hairs. it looked cold. It said <laughs> high of 45. I'm like, damn, that's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't – I know I have to, to dress warmly, and I wasn't – Yeah, and over the bridge, too, close to San Francisco, it gets extra cold over here. It's a lot yeah. different than it is in Oakland over there. Yeah, so dress warm, folks, uh, oh, next man. weekend. Got great lawyers for cops who dress warm. Hey. <laughs> You bringing your Tim boots, uh, Phil? You got Tim no, boots? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. That's, a, that's more of a New Yorker thing. They're they're the Tims in every weather, guys. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. We got Van Twinblade says, yo, just over 24 hours, baby. Card update. Because Rohit Raju is a dweeb and a coward, Karam wow. will now... Will face Xavier Walker and the TJPW Princess Tag Titles will be on the line when Wasteland War Party takes on Blair Onyx and Jody Threat. Watch on Fight Plus. Nice. I guess uh, he's talking about Glory Pro. If you guys yes. didn't know, it's Van Twin Blade. Uh, and if you don't have Fight Plus, if you have four ninety nine, honestly, you can see a lot of really great wrestling on Agreed. Fight Plus. Uh, let's see. And Atlas Earth says, uh, with the ROH taping starting this week, I have some questions. What would weekly ROH TV have to do to get subs when there is so much great wrestling online for cheap, uh, uh, for cheaper, like Fight TV Plus slash IWTV? Also, does Fightful intend to review the show? Um, I mean, look, Reg is campaigning for this. I'm trying. I'm already putting my bid out. (laughs) I campaigned for it. I told Mm -hmm. Sean straight up. uh, I was like, look, I think uh reg is the right guy to review roh on fightful and mm-hmm. so um and i said that like a month ago i've been watching uh, ring of honor since 2002 since it started i got my first ring of honor tape in 2002 i know a lot about the history i know a lot about <laughs> ring of honor i'm very excited about it as far as the question i think it's gonna uh, a lot of uh roh faithfuls are already subscribed to the to the service i think they're just gonna have to put a together a lot of great wrestling shows and a lot great a lot of great wrestling angles we're gonna see after this weekend how the shows kind of shape up and how they promote it because when they were promoting ring of honor on the AEW tv shows a lot of people didn't like them so i don't know how they're gonna go forward with promotion i think yeah. ultimately it doesn't need it because right. i don't think that's what this is about yeah. i think that what this is about is selling a show Yes. I think that if they can build a show people like mm-hmm. that if they build it they will come. <laughs> but I think if they build a show that people like and is well done, then Tony now has the content because I think that was the hard part with selling Ring of Honor to Warner Brothers Discovery mm-hmm. in the way he's been trying to, which is what is Ring of Honor at this stage? What is the show? You don't have a show to sell us. Right. Um and so I think that uh a lot of it right now is build a library of shows and then turn around and go to any network and say, this is what we have, but I don't think they have anything to sell right now. Um, And I think they thought that they could maybe do it via AEW programming Mm -hmm. and they weren't biting on the library. That's not enough. It wasn't enough for people. Yeah. I I think they need to sell what the weekly show is. And Mm -hmm. so this is what I truly think it's about. I think they're just trying to make the show because then if they can get even the subscribers they have, even if it's just like a few thousand, um, if they can take those subscribers and get the but get those people talking about it positively, it's it's kind of that NXT effect where NXT was a show that really just I think the percentage was a very small percentage of people who had the network were actually watching it. But those people who were were very loud and hardcore buzzing about it. Mm -hmm. And they talked about it as a you're missing this NXT thing. Like, I, you're not watching. You're missing it. And they made it seem like the best thing that people weren't watching. And mm-hmm. that sold USA Network on it. And uh, then it came to the network, and, or USA Network, and then people saw it. And um, yeah, the tape, the, that. The taping <laughs> schedule is kind of the thing that's I'm nervous about. I'm nervous about a couple of things. Is the taping, how they're doing it? Are they going to tape in the same place that they tape dark? Is it going to look any different? Like... Everything kind of surrounded has gotten me kind of like, I, I, I need to know more. I know Jeff Jarrett's involved, and he talked about wanting to beef up those tapings because, you know, he's been around Universal Studios tapings. Mm-hmm. He did 
impact <laughs> there for a long lot. time. And yeah. he talked about how he wanted to to create some hype in those, create some buzz in those, and create some uh, to increase the energy in the presentation. So mm-hmm. um, I yeah. wonder if he's got some input on these Ring of Honor tapings that'll add to it. I guess we'll know soon because they're taping here and very shortly. A couple but, hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so shout, shout out to Jared. I double J. I, <laughs> I, I laughed very hard when he won the uh, Battle Royal this week. Uh, I know interesting some people, choice. I know some people were like, "Oh man, you probably hated that." I was like, "No, I didn't hate it. I thought it was hilarious <laughs> because this is such a Jared thing, and I think it makes sense for them to be in a match. I don't know why it needs to be a multi-man match. I don't know why it needs to be four teams. But if you're gonna put another team in there and it's just another heel team, I don't mind it being Jared. Um, I've enjoyed Jared on AEW television. Um, I think they're on TV a lot, <laughs> but I've enjoyed them. So I wasn't mad at it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, as for what they can do with Ring of Honor, I think the key here is exactly what Will said. The thing that really made NXT special was building to takeovers. And I feel like they already have a good streak of good pay-per-views. And so I feel like they need to use the weekly shows to build to those pay-per-views and get people interested. And I also mm-hmm. think the way to do that is to build trajectories for new people that they've brought in with AEW. If you now know that the place to follow Willow's trajectory up is the Ring of Honor weekly television show, you're going to tune in. If you mm. know that you're moving Top Flight over there, for example, and Top Flight is going to be a premier team on that show, that'll get people interested to watch. Um, I think the disconnect with AEW fans is I don't want to feel like I'm watching those things happen concurrently on one show. Right. If 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 you got Top Flight doing this thing over here and I can watch it and it's good wrestling, I'm more interested in that than it feeling like something from Ring of Honor is sidetracking AEW storylines. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I like yep. that. Yeah, I think that... Uh, I think this will ultimately be good for AEW in the sense that... Because what I want to see this do is allow Tony to focus AEW on its stars. Because mm-hmm. I think if he has the ability to give a weekly developing program to some of the guys who um, he tends to or he he plans on developing, I think he can focus dynamite on the star players mm-hmm. and then you know kind of pluck from Ring of Honor as he needs to and and right. vice versa. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We got another one here. This one is from. Uh, Hala Basana saying, can you see Riho beating Tony next week and going after Jade on the pay-per-view? Or is this how she enters the Outsiders versus Homegrown feud? Either way, I hope she gets a pay-per-view match, especially since we're not getting that fire uh, FOTR ladder match on the show. Uh, Face of the Revolution is what he means. Um, I would love for Riho to challenge uh, Jade. I think Riho could give Jade possibly her best match ever. I think... Riho could very much play a Rey Mysterio type of uh, escape with uh, escape and outsmart type of match with Jade Cargill. And I think it would be the kind of match she needs. Speaking of Jade, she tweeted and deleted earlier this week. How y'all she feel did. about that? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think uh, I think Rio should win this match, by the way. I think Rio should yep. beat Tony because I think she needs to win more because she hasn't been on TV. Right. Um, I don't think Tony loses anything by losing this match. Um, Not to Rio. No. And so I I, I wouldn't mind Rio winning here. Um, And I don't dislike Tony uh, 
currently on television. I think she's been great as a heel. I think her character has been better. Um, some of the some of the stuff that I don't enjoy is just the fact that there's no clear direction with her and Soraya, and some of the Soraya stuff hasn't worked as well with Tony. I did think Soraya had a good match this week. I thought Sky Blue brought out a good match in her. I you could still see some of that rust because I feel like she wasn't as mobile as I expected in this match. She was kind of slow at times, but mm-hmm. I still think this is one of her probably her best match with AEW so far, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the problem was having Tony on the outside and like Tony when she hit that snap suplex on Sky Blue, I thought, God, that looked ten times better than anything Soraya did in the ring. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I love but it. I, I loved, but but it was better. I agree. Yeah. I, I loved all the callbacks to the AJ Lee stuff as well. I think um Sky Blue doing the octopus stretch in here is great. I think bringing back the PTO for the finish for this match was a good call as well because it still looks like a tremendous finisher. Uh, I don't know. I, I Going into this match and Ruby coming out at the end, I tweeted this last night. I kind of want Ruby to win. Mm. I'm in. I'm in on what Ruby's been doing. Since Over Jamie? Jamie well, I, I'm, not, I'm not done with Jamie yet, I think. Mm, I got to know. Yeah. I I just don't want her to take a big win in a in a big match as well. I feel like she they've oh because she hasn't to, had that big win yet. Yeah, they right. they've gotten her to the big match several times and she keeps losing. I feel like she's due a big win at this point. Jamie's hot though. It's I know. Okay. I know, but I wouldn't be mad. And it hasn't been that long. I don't know. It could. It, it, I I can see it going that way though. I, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. Uh let's see. We got. Dom says, Will, Phil, and Reg, it's WrestleMania or it's WWE Hall of Fame season. Who would each of you like to see get in this year? My pick is the model Rick Martel. I like that. Uh, put Jazz in because she belongs in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jazz. Um, there's rumors that Batista's headlining, I saw. Right. Uh, I don't know what the story on that is. Of course, he was supposed to go in in 2020, but then pandemic happened. And so. This makes he, sense. Hollywood, he's a big Hollywood star. I, li- I like Big Dave going in as the uh, number one. Burton Jean sees what I'm saying. I also think it's a good story that Ruby would be the first one in the company to pin Soraya. I would be mad at it. That's all I'm saying. Would be mad at it. Uh, Diver Digital says, "Do you think we get any New Japan talent in AW Fight Forever, or my way off Forbidden Door in the game?" I think you know honestly, if it's a game they plan on updating for a few years, I would love to see uh, either. Japanese talent or independent talent sign mm-hmm. deals to basically get their likeness in the game. I think that would be good for everybody. Uh, so, yes, that would be a thing I'd like to see. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, let's see. We got a couple more. Uh, and by a couple, I mean a lot more. I really got to <laughs> uh, get caught up on these. Thank you so much, everybody who supported. And I love reading everybody's messages. Uh, and let's see. Big Hero Chris. Says, I feel like Jay is going to cost Roman the titles. Um, Alexander says, Bray Wyatt is the Jamarcus Russell of wrestling. This man finessed two regimes out of millions to produce his wacky short films and wrestle awful matches, all while swearing it'll pay off eventually. Hashtag salute that man. <laughs> hey, man. That guy's winning, man. He's, 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 getting, paid some, he's getting paid money to take minimum bumps. Um, he looks like he has a beautiful family at home. Um <laughs> Hey man, winning. <laughs> Shout out to the Pro Wrestling Podcast just for the super chat. Uh, and let's let's see what else we got. Oh, man, last night, what was this shirt? 
that Jimmy Uso was <laughs> This thing had like a zipper that went from the bottom. At first, I thought it was a pocket when he was sitting down. But then when he stood all the way up, I was like, no, that zipper extends all the way to the bottom of the shirt. What is this shirt, bro? Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah, I saw Emilio's uh, <laughs> tweet about the zipper on the shirt. What, what is it for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's Looking see. Like the got... Michael Jackson jacket with all those zippers. That was good sense. <laughs> Uh, Uriel says, y'all think there would ever be an independent wrestling hall of fame? Uh, I mean, there is, uh, but I think he's talking about a physical one, a global uh, one with memorabilia and such. Maybe we can get Jimmy to fund it. Yeah. Cause awesome. I mean, there is, you know, cheerleader Melissa is actually going into the, uh, indie wrestling hall of fame this year. Shout mm-hmm. out cheerleader mm-hmm. Melissa. But, um, as far as like, I guess a physical one, I mean, Probably where not. would, where would you locate it? Where would you consider the indie wrestling Mecca? Philly. Either Philly or New York, but probably Philly, just because ECW and everything surrounding it. And everybody's been trying to be ECW since they started, so that's probably where I put it. But I don't think what they're still independent wrestling is probably the best it's ever been right now to me in ring, and there still ain't no money in it. So who's gonna pay for this? <laughs> Promoters are still the worst. Wrestlers are still getting screwed out of money. No one would pay for that. <laughs> yeah, no. that's all it is. Jake uh, Salazar says Bray Wyatt is the hot dog water of wrestling. Yeah. Jake, we know you like Bray. We, we know you just like Bray, man. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We know. Uh, Zero Prime says, um, I'm going to say, uh, said is if Riho is going to take L on Wednesday from being gone so long, uh, Will, you're going to hear me on Dad be a super salty Joshi fan. Yeah. Uh, I can see her losing, though. Um, yeah, I think she should win, but I could definitely see her losing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see her getting like a, a quick flash pin. Tony's um, not in the uh, the the pay per view match, so I could probably see her taking an, an L. Actually, Tyrone Kid says, "Hey, Will, I think you missed my humps on Dad. I'm sorry oh. if I did. Um, I try to keep an eye on those the whole show because I see there's a few humper chats. Uh, but let me know what it was, and I'll try and read that." Um, Crusher X says, "Disagree, Will. People don't crap on bad movies anymore. Um, Marvel, Disney, Marvel and Disney, Star Wars are the biggest franchises now. Cocaine Bear will thrive. People don't um, crap on bad movies as Cap. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely Cap. I mean, yeah. well, that's the thing is that I, my issue really is that people don't see bad movies anymore. I feel like yes. Um, I think people have become so reliant on reviews these days that you can almost guarantee a movie is going to bomb." If it doesn't have at least a good Rotten Tomato score, like that's and it's kind of tough now um, for bad movies to do well. I don't think Cocaine Bear was a bad movie, by the way. I saw Cocaine Bear. It's very stupid, but look, it didn't advertise itself as anything but a movie with a bear who's on like cocaine. If you went in expecting some Martin Scorsese type uh, thing, you were in the wrong movie. Like, you, and you know that's that. your fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, Literally, the opening notes of the movie is Jane by uh, Jefferson Starship. Literally, I was I saw the movie Wednesday and was kind of annoyed that I had to miss Dynamite, and then uh, which of course had the opening match of um, Orange Cassidy versus Yuta. And as soon as like I thought my phone was on, I thought I had like TBS on my phone because all of a sudden in the theater I hear and I'm like the fuck Jane <laughs> and, and I'm like oh shit it's don't Jane I'm like I'm getting Orange Cassidy's theme song on this movie this already rules uh, yeah I saw the movie with my best friend and uh it was cool it was again 
Like, it's so funny. O'Shea Jackson Jr. truly is Ice Cube. Like, that man doesn't <laughs> act any different. I swear, in some movie, he just has to go, hey, come back. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I would love to see it. Um, I, I've seen what he did, by the way, O'Shea. I've seen what you did, bro. I've seen how earlier last month you tweeted at one point, y'all gonna, y'all gonna admit y'all miss CM Punk, and then you just coincidentally happened to be Punk. next yeah, to this okay. guy? Right. What? Yeah, I've surprising. Seen what you did, What's brother? going on here? <laughs> I no, think, shout out to O'Shea. Yeah, I think the ultimate Ice Cube homage uh, O'Shea could do, like all of them are Friday references in my head, but like... Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> I don't know why I thought of this, but um, his phone should like go off in a movie, and somebody goes, "Hey, you get a text message," and he responds, "Man, that's an email." <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh man, man, that's an email. It's so stupid. Yeah, nah, he got it. Yeah, he got it. He's got to make some kind of reference to Friday at some point. Man. That is so stupid. I hope on the last I've, Friday, I've obviously seen Friday that, uh, enough times. They do the last Friday and they find out that Craig has a son. Like that's the, totally the fucking. And it's just O'Shea. Face. Yeah, it's just O'Shea, and he's just exactly the same as him. That'd Gotta be really play. funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's an email. <laughs> no, matter of fact, the way that last Friday shit opened is OJ in the refrigerator, and. Ice Cube coming. Why every time? You in the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Eating up pie. all the food. Come on, man. Rest in peace to John. All the hog moths. Mm-hmm. All the pig feet. <laughs> what a movie. I know. I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. I I watched that movie so much in the fifth grade that uh in hindsight. I was ten years old. I should not have been watching. Yeah, that I remember movie. one some when uh, it was probably like the summer after it came out. My aunt, she was probably like seventeen at the time. Her and her friend would legit watch. They would watch the movie, and then when it was over, just rewind it and watch it like all day for like I swear <laughs> like two months. They would just watch Friday every single day, all day, and get high because they're seventeen year old uh, <laughs> young black women. Matter of fact, and they just laugh so hard. Matter of fact, speaking of Friday. Kevin Owens gave Sammy the, the Friday axe of that bitch for some help. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's see. Reductive 92 says keeping up with the Kondashians. Oh, my God. Yikes. <laughs> I think it's going to work, though. It's going to bring in. It's, it, it's going to be. I mean, I think it's on the wrong network. Like to me, I think I would be airing this, and maybe they still will because they do. They've done a lot of cross stuff, like with BattleBots, how it airs first run on Discovery, and then they do the reruns on TBS. Like I would be airing this show on TLC, knowing that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery owns TLC, and that's like the reality show network. That's where I'd be throwing this, or like, um, well, who else do they own? Uh, Either that or Discovery, like one of the mm-hmm. one of the networks that does really well with reality and behind the scenes and stuff. Kind of away from TNT because TNT's not known for reality shows. Yeah, just yeah. Zarian definitely scared me, by the way, because his tweet initially was like, oh, "Testing for that third hour," and I was like, "No, uh-uh. please, no, Mm-mm. no, no." Dynamite <laughs> does not need to be three hours. I mean, I don't think Dynamite needs to be three hours, but I do think that Rampage needs to feel like the third hour of Dynamite. And that's okay, my big... I, I, yeah. I got scared. I thought you meant no. it, it needs to be two hours. No, it doesn't. No. no. I don't know. I don't think it does. I think what Rampage needs to feel like is 
a I I feel as of late that it feels way too disconnected from Dynamite. It does. I feel like this week nothing on Rampage this week was of consequence to the uh, as far as the in ring was concerned. Like we saw the best friend stuff, but for the most part, it really does feel like Rampage kind of exists on its own, and mm. that it's just like here's stuff that's of no consequence to the eight things on Dynamite. Like I had a lot of fun with um, the Bucks versus. Uh, um, versus Aussie Open, but we didn't hear that you didn't. If, that was the worst part about it. We didn't hear the Aussie Open theme song, <laughs> yeah. unless you watched on YouTube. But uh, if you don't watch Rampage, you lost nothing for Dynamite this week. Yes, and I feel like it needs to me. I think Rampage needs to feel like an extension of Dynamite, not like its thing that kind of exists on an island. All right, I'm, I, all, I'm all about wrestling just having matches being the story and telling the stories, but I think Rampage can't be that show. Like, it can't just be the matches show because people, as we see, yeah. are not going to watch it. It has to be some kind of connection that connects it to yeah. Dynamite and the storylines that are going on there. The credit where it's due to Rampage, I know that um, Rampage specifically, and Tony mentioned this in our interview with him, that mm. Rampage has like some of the strongest DVR numbers yeah. of. Uh, of that makes sense any of the the shows um in terms of but yeah it's a show that like people aren't watching on a friday night for sure mm -hmm. like you are seeing those numbers dwindling uh yeah, and I, could... I think the the way that that has to happen is you have to hook people from dynamite exactly it has to feel like i am getting something out of watching this because i am a dynamite follower and like dynamite did over a million viewers this week so it's clear there's a huge pool of people to pull from to pull into rampage it's just kind of crazy. You you kind of mentioned it uh, when you were talking about Rampage going over this week. Will about I mean about how Dynamite did a million about how much crossover there is with basketball fans. It seems like if they're like if basketball's on, I'm watching it. But if it's not on, I'm gonna watch AEW. It's like super interesting. <laughs> like like I mean basketball fucks AEW up and NFL fucks up WWE. Like these sports, man. I didn't know there was so much crossover still. It's yeah, I'm. I, I, when I said that on Twitter, I was actually kind of surprised that everybody was. I mean, the, like I got a lot of the trolls that were like, "Oh, this only did that number because of Tony's announcement." And I thought the announcement was not that. No, no, no. Like, I mean, no. when you think about the reach that the announcement would have had, it wasn't something they put in any of the AEW ads. It wasn't anything yeah. that, um, like that it didn't have as big of a push as announcements had previously. And so, and then when you look at the quarter hours, the quarter that the announcement was in was the lowest rated quarter. So mm -hmm. it definitely wasn't yeah, that. It wasn't that. Um, no. And so when I look at it, I do think it is truly, you know, the, the, the number said that this was the highest AEW had done since October, what started in October. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> and so like, like the dynamite was the clear number one on, uh, cable on Wednesday, but like what was number one last week is NBA games. What's number one the week before that is basketball. basketball. Like you can clearly see it's usually the challenge and basketball that eat into a. Oh, the numbers. challenge. Uh, uh, the finale was last week too. That also plays a role. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like hey, that's. Man. I forgot about that. Uh, the, my other takeaway from Dynamite is uh, put Evil you know, on TV more. Seriously, put Luna. this guy on TV more. He's great. Mm -hmm. He had a great promo on on Dynamite. Um, I thought he. He worked well with uh, Mox. I know people were like, this isn't a main event match. It's not supposed to be a main event, guys. It's just, I'm sorry, it's not supposed to be this big monster main event. I know the show has spoiled you with these great matches in the main event. It wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed but it was to be... a great match, though. 
it was supposed to progress the story with Hangman. That's the point of this. That was the this was all built to the pay per view. People that are like, oh, this isn't a main event worthy match. Like, no, it's a it's a it's a main event angle to build to that match. That's what it is. And Calm I love the Moxley fake out was my favorite. Is everybody thought that he was gonna bleed, but then Uno bled, but then Moxley still bled. <laughs> and Mox Mox just was like, yes, bleed more. I'm gonna squeeze your head. Bleed more. <laughs> oh yeah, man. He had him like a fucking cherry, just like squeezing that shit, and the juice oh, is coming out. Yeah. Man. Um, I said it reminded me of like those old squeeze it commercials. Um, <laughs> squeeze it. <laughs> squeeze it. Squeeze shit gamma <laughs> and he's just like but uh oh and i am hearing though that next week's rampage is supposed to have a pretty big match on it um so well, it's gonna be live so I'd, yeah it's gonna be live the match yeah and well that's on dynamite next week but rampage next week is supposed to have a fairly big match on it that hasn't been announced yet that'll be announced on dynamite is what wow. i hear um so that could be kind of cool are you going to rampage Right. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm gonna be at Dynamite and Rampage and Revolution. Very excited about wrestling. You're like oh. it's all come to you. Look at that. Finally. Damn, it's only taken a year. Phil's been to like twelve AEW shows because they go to <laughs> AEW. They go to Chicago like every three months. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that that clip went circling back around of, of Punk cutting that promo in the build mm-hmm. again. That was for me. That was a great build. I don't care what any of you say. Was it was tremendous. <laughs> I, honestly, I want to see. Uh, I would like to watch again Moxley versus CM Punk. I haven't seen it again since uh, it happened, but I remember loving it when it happened and thinking that it had Very a much. brilliant finish. Now, um, that clip just shows like the energy when Punk was around, man. It was different. It was just yeah, different. It was. Damn. Damn. Um, let's see. A new rag says after that Brian MJF segment, I'm more interested in Brian winning and MJF going insane. Can't wait for the Brian MJF segment next week. What's percentage on punk coming back percentage? I'm still 50. I can't call it either way, but, uh, not about 65 after his little recent, I mean, display. maybe, maybe 52 is where I'm at. Cause like, I can tell he wants back in mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just a matter of, I when. think that's the most important part to me is it feels like he is trying to be like what's no, he, up he, he's definitely outside man mm-hmm. um yeah but i i think all around this was a this was a great week of wrestling starting from saturday on to this to today i thought it was great i think yeah. mm-hmm. i think elimination chamber was a lot better than i expected it to be i like that. um the, uh, the chamber itself by the way mm-hmm. yeah the men's chamber match yeah. was incredible uh montez mm-hmm went off i think this was absolutely what it needed to be for him it was a breakout now, moment seth and uh gargano beating up austin theory in the pod no Great. yeah i thought i thought this uh this proved that gargano is still gargano i think mm-hmm. jonah had a great showing i think this i thought that was a very successful match the match that i was the least interested in ended up being one of my favorite matches of the night i thought right. that uh Rhea and uh beth killed it i thought that tag match was excellent yeah um, and that's that, how you wrap the, up a story before WrestleMania with Rhea and Beth. Yeah, that pin breakup was messy, but uh, man, that stereo stereo power bombs. Come on, man, that that match was awesome. If anything, I, my takeaway from that was, look, Edge can go home. Let Beth wrestle some more. Like, <laughs> what's going on, man? Give us the matches with Beth. 
Yeah, Edge is that about to be so at full gear at the end of the year. You think we're gonna see Edge and Christian as a tag team before uh, this is over? Uh, you don't think so? No. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> it, th- 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 there, there's a word going around for a while that mm-hmm. Edge did want to finish up with Christian, uh-uh. um, but that was shout out to Christian, man. He's been been doing some great shit, honestly. Christian is. I always thought because there was always this debate in Edge and Christian. Uh, Christian is uh, is number one. Oh, Christian is the. Yeah. I, no debate for me. Christian is yeah. better than Edge at Definitely. everything, um, and was always better at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's—I don't know. I think that Edge. I think was he's the, a better, more believable heel. He's a better. I like, think all of it. Yeah. Edge was the beneficiary of the push, and so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, obviously Edge has the stronger career than Christian. But I think just looking at performers, I don't think there's a single thing Edge is better than Christian at. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's definitely a hot take for some people. Yeah, I know it is, but like, cause yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think I, Edge I, was lightning in a bottle for sure for a certain yeah. run, but I have felt like outside of those runs, Edge can be really corny. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah I, I have enjoyed Christian's return to wrestling more than most of Edge's. I think that I think Edge is at his best as a heel. I think him doing opportunistic stuff is what made him super hot as the rated R superstar. And I just have no interest in him as a babyface. But the problem is they turned him heel last year, and that sucked too. But, I mean, they turned him heel, and then they did the Judgment Day stuff. And Judgment Day has been better without him. Everything oh, him since him coming back has been awful. The greatest wrestling, the greatest <laughs> match this you've ever the seen. Show. Them zooming in on all of his promos to his just his fucking this part. It's like what is going I on? I mean, here, the, the, the Rollins feud was great. I think they had a great trilogy. Of I think they had great matches. I don't know that. Like, I didn't like any of the promo work. Edge be trying that, to do too much, dude. Just like I, I thought. Bro. I thought those. I, I remember Edge. hating. We just want to hear you see you hit the flying hug, and we're out of here. Come on, <laughs> like. no the 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 edge monologues in the middle of the ring i hated every single one of those but i thought uh, i thought a few of them were good i thought i I thought a few of them were good you put that this is again you you hated pandemic wrestling that's what this is (laughs) but my problem was i at least i understood those in the pandemic when they had a crowd and they still Mm -hmm. had edge sitting there with a spotlight on him and i'm like Walk yeah, around the ring. You have yeah. a crowd there. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't got to zoom in anymore. On, we he, can he see the to, people. He wanted to create the atmosphere, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dreddy asked, did you see the Undertaker interview on Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson? If so, thoughts. I saw the I quotes. I am, I there is no thing. way I was going to watch an Undertaker interview today. Um, <laughs> I've seen the quotes. Um but I oh, is that where the him saying that there's too much on social media or whatever? That's where it came from. That Mike Tyson interview, and and Mike Tyson had also talked about um, that he would rather take a check from WWE at this stage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that now, was where that, now that came all from. makes more sense. Yeah, no. that's where that came from. And then Undertaker was like, "Well, yeah, because you know WWE is going to do it right." And mm. uh, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, so I, but no, you will never catch me watching anything no, Undertaker does. Uh, You're not about like, to be at the One Dead Man show? Uh, shout out Matt Galloway, who said that, you know, Undertaker's going to get up there and be like, my pronouns are dead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I am out of <laughs> here. Wow, <laughs> they've got to stop showing that those those commercials for that Roseanne stuff. It it looks awful. Oh, so it awful. creeps me out. The worst. I, I don't want to see nothing about it. Stop it, Fox. Every time I watch SmackDown, I have to see those commercials. I don't want to see this special. Stop it. Mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, not a chance. I would go. I'm see. just happy. I'm just happy that Pizza Hut got to do advertisement, so we don't have to hear. I'll be like sheesh, sunset on the beach. Do you guys remember yeah, that? They, oh that yes, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Look, I have two children in my house who do nothing but recite commercials most of the day. That is one I hear That's all one. the time. I'll be yeah. like, sheesh. Pizza, Pizza Hut has been an enemy in my household for no number of oh, I yes. forgot. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got this commercial with Craig Robinson where Craig Robinson is trying to sell me on Detroit style pizza. No, I don't want Detroit style pizza, <laughs> sir. Detroit style pizza looks trash. I am from a city with great pizza. Uh, some would say. We <laughs> last night we went out for dinner, by the way. So I didn't get to watch SmackDown Live at all. Uh, I've I missed a lot of live wrestling this week. I was at the movies, I was at went to the uh, movies twice this week. And then last night, we um, my we were like about to order pizza, uh, as we kind of tend to do on Fridays. And then my for whatever reason, something possessed me to go, You guys want to go out to dinner? And everybody goes, yeah, Dad's <laughs> taking us out to dinner. And so we went out. We went to our favorite Asian restaurant, Golden Saigon, and had to wait around for an hour for a table. Um, almost left, but it's like, damn it. But we're you so close. You waited that whole hour? I That's a long t- No way. After I mean, it was probably an hour from the time we left the house to the time we were served. Or to the time we were seated. Um, so because yeah, we left that around, not that bad. You guys got to catch up here. Yeah, we left. Shit, I know we we like played a we played a game while we sat yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the the hard thing I always forget about going out to dinner. It always sounds like a good idea, and then that check hits the table, Ooh, and, and like, I'm like, we should have got them pizzas, boy. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I would have. We would have paid twenty bucks for pizza, and right? Been fine. <laughs> We would have had breadsticks too. You would have had some leftover pizza to all kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, we would have had left. I mean, look, I took boxes home last night. Are you kidding me? Um, but that's exactly uh, what I'm eating for lunch here in about 20 minutes. Dude, my cousin married a woman, and they have like eight kids together or something. Like, I think it's seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys can't go out to dinner. Like, you can't go out to dinner with a couple seven and seven crazy. people, dude. That's crazy. Like, no. your bill's gonna be five hundred dollars for. One thing that's even if you go to McDonald's, you can't go to McDonald's. Like, if everybody wants a $10 meal, we're already, bro, <laughs> for McDonald's, <laughs> this is crazy. I know, no, it uh, honestly, that's the reason that I I stopped at two kids because that means there's four of us. Look, right. when you buy shit at the store, there's you get a four pack of everything, and like uh, everything's got a four pack, right? right? Like, there's no five packs of shit, mm-hmm. and so it's perfect. It, it, when it says family size, it's usually going to feed four, four. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we start to get beyond that, if I had a third child, <laughs> we're looking at way too much. Not trying to do all that. But yeah, we went out to dinner. And, and you guys was, don't have any pets? Mm, we have cats. Oh, okay. And we'll uh, some will recall we had dogs at one point uh, early on when the show started, but uh, we have cats now. The dogs were rehomed. Caden. Um, Says at Universal for ROH. Super pumped for the show. All right. Shout out to Caden. He is out there. No spoilers, Caden. Send those right to Will Washington's DMs. I know. Send them right to me. I want everything. I want to know. <laughs> you give me a 
match by match or move by move breakdowns of every match. Don't nobody send nothing to Will Washington. Okay? <laughs> throw that gum away, Caden. If you still got that gum, <laughs> throw that gum away, bro. <laughs> you better put that on eBay, Caden. Don't listen to Phil. Nah, the MJF said directly, if you sell that, you owe me a cut. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, let's see. Last year says, where's Serena D? Miss her. Layla Hirsch, too. Um, oh. I know Serena D was hurt. Layla was, of course, hurt last year. Yeah. Um, and hopefully she's on her way back because she would yeah. fit into the storyline pretty and well. that was a year ago, too, for Layla now at this point. I feel yeah. like, fans, I just need one thing from you when Layla Hirsch returns. She's legit Layla Hirsch. She is the perfect wrestler to chant, too legit, too <laughs> legit to quit at. I want everybody chanting, too legit, Don't do it. too legit to quit with Layla Hirsch. Don't do it. Stop the nonsense. Stop it. <laughs> oh, Stop shit. It. Uh, nope. Yeah, but she tore ACL, so a, a year is that's about. A while, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty regular. That's, that's how they said, the, how long they said. Your MAGA homegirl is going to be out with her little injury, too. Exactly. Nikita Lyons. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, who? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's about yeah, that's like, right. She, yeah, she's out a year as well. I, I, was, about to, I was about to say something awful. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'll keep uh, that one to myself. The Bearded mm-hmm. Baron says, match of the weekend is Nagata versus Kento Erasure. Mm. Didn't see that one, but. Uh, let's keep on reading. Mr. CJ Lilly. Bet you this one mentions Alexa Bliss. It does. It says, speaking of fans, what do you think of the leeches that jumped Ray and Liv at the airport recently? This makes it harder for real fans to meet their heroes. And the Alexa teases in the funhouse were excellent. Real fans? Um, I think that people that do that at the airport need to stop. And honestly, I, I get why wrestlers indulge them because they don't want to come off as jerks. But I think wrestlers can tell these people no because some of these people are just taking that stuff and selling it you're missing out on a bag because of this no if you want my if you want my my uh john hancock on anything come to a meet and greet pay mm-hmm. me money for it yep. i saw in person though because that's the hard thing about the 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 kind of ebay leeches who like show up at the hotel show up at the airport i once saw one who didn't even know the wrestlers um where they had asked somebody to sign something and it wasn't, Nasty. yeah, it wasn't the right wrestler. Um, I think it was Ortiz. Ortiz was stopped, and the guy had an Eddie Kingston figure and was like, "Hey, can you sign this?" And he's like, "That ain't me, so no." Mm. Um, and like, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, they, but they they show up in droves. I remember at uh, Rumble twenty twenty two, the hotel I was at was the hotel where the wrestlers were staying. I couldn't believe how many people were just standing there with bags of merch waiting for the wrestlers to leave and like anybody that walked by just like shouting like hey hey can we get uh, oh uh, sasha banks active yeah. and like yeah uh, and i and i'm not saying that that the wrestlers should ignore fans that are just coming to say hello and may just want like a selfie or something but if you're showing up with like boxes of stuff for them to sign at the airport like nah that's at that's 4 8 5 a.m things they just got yeah, off a flight they ain't got time awful. for that come on shame monster says give me your ideal jade plans i want tony or sheeta to give her her best match but tk is holding out 
for Statlander, isn't he? I mean, Statlander's out a long time, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he says she's you know, implying she's boring now. Um, I think people are just kind of running with their own Statlander na- narrative. I don't think that's a thing. I think that's what they want. Uh, but, I think yeah. that's what they wanted at one point, but I think now they've moved on from any plans that included her because she's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really like for Jade, now that she's past the 50 mark, to get into the big matches that she hasn't done yet. I think yes, that. I agree. I think she's got to get the, the Sheeta match eventually. I think she's got to work some of the originals that have been there, like Riho. And I think they, they've got to eventually build to the Brit match at well. Yeah, I was going to say Brit's probably yeah. the one. Yeah. Uh,. Dream uh, Dream Ninja 77 says, Mercedes, my all-time favorite wrestler. The world tour is going to go crazy. Mickey, Deanna, Sheeta, Hater, give it all to me. I hope yeah. we do get some of that. Yeah, um, G-Bro says, Dax Harwood said he's never seen a Bianca match. Uh, that's nasty. Why would you say that? Why did he Even say if that? you haven't, you don't need to say yeah, that. Yeah, why did he say that? It's kind of weird. Um, um, but I also just saw Dax's tweets uh, annoyed that AEW is not talking up his uh observer award wins but they're talking up tony's and brian's and <laughs> this is I, way too silly you guys I, I, listen man i think dax is i think some of this dax stuff dude's working is great by the way we didn't talk about the shatter machine at uh, uh elimination yeah. chamber mm-hmm. and i just was sitting there looking like hmm he ain't going back. There. You know, all Don't this stuff. It. All this stuff this week is really interesting with the uh, uh, the wrestlers and WWE being upset about their 2K numbers. And it's like, that is this what we're doing, stuff. you guys? We're we're upset about 2K numbers. That's a Pandora's box. I don't know if you want to get into. Bro. It's just. Some I mean, numbers. the weird thing though is that the numbers haven't been around that long of a time, have they? Right. They um, haven't. And. That wasn't a thing went in 2000 and 2001 when I was getting the game. Yeah, I just remember, like, you play Here Comes the Pain, Brock Lesnar's just going to fuck your shit up, That's and it. you just kind of had to deal with it. I think they did have ratings in Here Comes the Pain. Maybe they did. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they did. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Uh, you know just seeing Roman 99 is like, but you guys are funny, dude. Because, <laughs> so, like, the thing I do miss is like IGN used to do those countdowns and I used to love those where they do the daily countdown every day they'd reveal a new wrestler and their entrance mm-hmm. and now the problem is the entrances are the same as they were the la- the previous game right. but in those days I used to like get excited because I'm like oh shit we're gonna see what Hunter's entrance looks like now did they at least does water look halfway realistic and guess what guys we're 20 years into these games it does not it still looks like little can't. strands of paper just falling out of. <laughs> just can't do it. <laughs> they just cannot get water looking good. Um, and so, whatever. But either way, I used to look forward to that shit all the time. I remember looking forward to Rock's Hollywood entrance dropping in the first game it was in and mm-hmm. seeing the, it's cooking. And I'm like, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a high take. I didn't like the Hollywood rock oh that is a hot take that is that a is a hot take, take. A hot okay take. let's go mm-hmm. i did like that theme i just didn't like it mm. okay so i i feel like i think the song is overrated for sure i think when people say it's the best rock song disagree i no. think it, i think it, and i hear that from people a lot i think it was good for the character for sure and i tweeted no, no, today it fit the character for sure yeah i tweeted to, uh the other day about that song because i was like this song was great for the moment it could never last long term it was never going to be a long-term thing uh but 
for those months that he worked that Hollywood character, it was great. But I still think Rock's best theme is the one off of Volume 4, um, the one he basically had all the big moments of his career with, mm-hmm. the uh, yep. the one that he debuted in 99. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, the, he went back to it, too, when he switched after he turned babyface again after the Hollywood run. He didn't go back to his 01 theme. He went back to the 99 theme because that was the one most associated with the biggest moments of his career. Uh, How long did he use? You would know this with Washington. How long did he use the one that had the the, uh, hypnotized sample in it? Oh, like a week. That was. <laughs> that was I remember Jim when jo- that hit and being like, "Oh shit, it's lit." That was Jim Johnson doing way too much. He was like, "I'm gonna try and make hypnotize." <laughs> My God, um, like, nah, you got to stick with that same exact drum pattern that you used in the Nation theme, and he just kept moving over and then mm-hmm. like adding on top of that. Uh, Nah, that was Rock went through like a, a number of weird theme that changes. That time he was going through a lot. Like every yeah. week it seemed like they're remixing it. Right. And then they finally stuck with the one that he had. Because uh, I also remember there was this period where they like really wanted to enhance his theme. And so right after SummerSlam 99, so right after he beat Billy Gunn, but before he got the volume four theme, they were like changing it every week. Mm-hmm. And you could hear like enhancements being made, electric guitar being added to it. And if you go through that run of shows, you hear like Rock's theme changing literally every week. I miss that, by the way. I miss those days of when Jim Johnston would just like make a quick change to a theme and you just hear it. Like the way a theme happens now and then it's done. And until like another theme comes out, you don't hear any changes to it. I miss when literally Jim Johnston would just be like, I just want to change the guitars up in this for no reason. Mm-hmm. And a little tweaker. Yeah, but they just like tweak themes here and there every once in a while. I feel like the age of releasing themes on streaming services has changed that because now once it's out, it has to be out. It has to be like that's the version you get because that's the one they're selling. Yeah, I mean, but we like, see bits and pieces of the theme coming together. Like, I mean, when Corbin's theme first debuted before he added the, the words to it, Mm-hmm. Or uh, not the new awful Corbin. Thing. That's the worst thing. <laughs> right. uh, oh, um, but no, we've seen we've seen bits and pieces. I mean, we didn't we didn't talk about it with the Mercedes entrance. Um, she added words to the second oh, half did. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she added some lyrics to it, and I was mm-hmm. I was confused at first when she put up that IG live of her mm-hmm. in the studio, and I was like, "Wait, she really making an album? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. Here? <laughs> um, I mean, we see it definitely outside of WWE more, but I was just talking about, like I said, in the age of streaming services now and getting your stuff on iTunes, all of that. I feel like they feel now, and AEW does it too, that the theme has to be locked because this is what we're selling. And That's so, the only thing I like that the dumb person, the dumb rapper from Chicago did uh, where he would go in after and remix the song. Like he would put a new version of the song on <laughs> iTunes. I thought song. that was a pretty cool <laughs> idea. You could, it's, it's my music. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. And so, I, I, I thought that I was like it. that was like the DLC of music to me. Like you're literally yeah. just like... <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. You're fixing I, I songs after him. they came out. Mm-hmm. I definitely thought about him when you said that with streaming. That I was like, nah, Kanye ain't, ain't yeah. no attention that he got no, he don't care. He He's like, I'll change the song right now. Here, take mm-hmm. uh, Roll Martyr X says, we currently have four black women's champions and four different wrestling companies. Let's go. That's pretty lit. Yeah. That's look, unprecedented. 
to yeah i i wrote an article last year for bleacher that said black women are the future of this industry and mm -hmm. it's looking like that is happening hey it's the present now look at that look at that phil lindsey phil was right who's surprised no one's surprised here no one's surprised <laughs> Deontay says, had Mardi Gras off for four days, but I watched 70 instead of 100 because saving it for Mania Week, but stardom, AEW, WWE, New Japan, and so much more I've loved. All love, guys. Keep your heads up so I can, uh, wait. Maybe I can so see y'all smile. Yeah, so I can see y'all smile. Okay, that's yeah, Well, Deontay guess what? Oh, he's smiling <laughs> over here. 70 matches is crazy, dude. That's yeah. a lot, man. Stardom is definitely cooking, though, man. That Hazuki match that's coming up, I am definitely excited for that. As a big Ariza mark when she was the, the champion, I've always felt like she should get another shot at that belt. So I am super excited for that. And we're getting Mercedes versus Asumi. Come on, man. This is big deal. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Doc ABJ says, off topic, please give your takes on Southside. I'm so sad that it's been canceled. Legit one of the funniest shows of the last a lot of million years. Uh, they put in three seasons. They had the first season on Comedy Central, but then they switched over to HBO Max. Max. Legit one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. The comedy, the way that they connected, all the jokes, everything about it. One of the best shows. If you haven't seen Southside, get on HBO Max. I hope that they get a new home. You know, the problem with HBO Max, show. though, is that they pull shows when they cancel them. And that's... Right. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they don't... Because if a show remains on a streaming service, you have to pay the actors while it right. remains on the streaming service or pay the town. Like my brother still receives checks for Sister Sister on Netflix. Um, and, oh, that's what's up. Uh, so you know as soon as the show goes up so that's why it's always a big deal when like you know your show gets picked up by netflix because as long as it remains on the service they have to pay and hbo's way around that is fuck it the show's not on we're pulling it they pulled westworld and uh it's weird to think that westworld was such a big show it's won all those awards huge you can't watch it now mm. that's crazy um yeah look as somebody from the city of chicago yeah. a southsider yeah, I feel like it's super authentic. There's so much humor in it that is definitely stuff that people from the city would understand. I mean, even listening to the theme song, this sounds like somebody with a thick Chicago accent singing <laughs> it. I was born in the South Side, getting paid in the South Side. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, you saying this about the show makes it even better. Like, it's no, already it's, a great show, but great. then somebody being there being like, no, it's authentic. Like, super authentic. It, the, watch episode, the episode about, uh, about stepping. Mm hmm. Super authentic. The 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 conversation about mild sauce and everything. <laughs> um, I just see the clip from Southside when uh, the clip. Uh, it's time to let those dreads go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. hilarious! Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Great. It, no, it's a, it's a really really funny show. Man. Mm -hmm. uh, MJ Johnson says the fact that MJF said BD only cares about wrestling, and in order for BD to get a match with Max, has to wrestle every week. Chef's mm -hmm. kiss. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's been story. great storytelling in this in mm -hmm. this uh, main event feud. Uh, Zero Prime says, uh, funny people try to trick Unagi Sayaka challenge Jade for the TBS belt without knowing what said to her. You guys got to see the video, LOL. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I missed mm. it. Yeah, I have to check that out as well. Um, let's see. Caden C says, I just sat down in the theater for Cocaine Bear. Enjoy. Wait, I thought you were at Universal Studios. Caden's doing multiple all kinds of stuff at the same time. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, 
Cocaine Bear is a universal movie. Wonder if they're showing it at Ah on the uh, lot. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yes, boy says after watching Quantumania, even Marvel got me asking. Well, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, still haven't seen uh, Quantumania yet. I am excited to see Kang stomp this guy out. Kang. Uh, but we'll see. Night Track says, Rampage feel like SmackDown before the brand split. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. But even SmackDown had some stuff that was at least played off of Raw. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, not SmackDown in 2002, but SmackDown in like 2015. Right. Where that show was a complete waste of time. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, they experimented with some stuff on SmackDown, though. I liked but what they were trying they, to do, but they didn't like. They didn't like any of it. But the funny thing was, they experimented with stuff on SmackDown that people don't even remember because it was so irrelevant to what happened on Raw. Mm-hmm. Like, um, people forget that when Brian joined the Wyatt family on SmackDown, he actually cut like a full-on "you people" promo and mm-hmm. like told the fans on SmackDown. You people, yeah, you chanted yes, but did you really love me or did you just love my chant? And he was, and like, completely talked about how I'm in the Wyatt family now. And then when he turns on Raw, they're like, oh, he was playing him the whole time. And I'm like, that's only if you were just watching Raw. If mm-hmm. you watch SmackDown, you can see that they clearly had plans for him to stick around in that. <laughs> also, the another good example of experimenting with stuff on SmackDown at the time period was. Seth Rollins turning on the shield. The on the following SmackDown, they had a graphic for Seth Rollins in Evolution, and they were kind of selling it as Seth Rollins joins Evolution. And then on Monday, they scrapped that. And I thought that was a good idea. I thought that I remember thinking Seth Rollins in Evolution. I love that because I liked Evolution more as an idea and a concept than as a. Um, kind of stuck in time like mm-hmm. now evolution is locked as historically it's always going to be rick flair mm-hmm. triple h batista randy orton but i was like but what if it's a concept instead mm-hmm. where rick flair is gone now hunter becomes wrestling's past orton becomes the present and then rollins becomes the future mm-hmm. uh and then 10 years after that which we're approaching where that would be you'd have rollins as the present orton mm-hmm. as the past and then Rollins could be grooming somebody else in that spot. And then conceptually, evolution could always continue. I evolution thought that would always could be. evolve. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could always be um, where Rollins is the past and then whoever his next guy is. And, and you could continue that lineage of the faction and it'd be kind of a forever thing. But then like yeah. the following Monday on Raw, they're like, actually, evolution just is gone. And <laughs> Rollins is just a part of the authority now. He's still aligned with Hunter and orton but it'll have nothing to do with evolution but they did they ran a graphic that had that had the evolution logo and it had rollins standing in front of it on smackdown it was the smackdown after he turned on the shield but nobody watched smackdown at that time anyway Mm -hmm. so who gave a shit um abdullah the butcher head says Riho versus Jade would be great to me. I'd love to see them try it like Danielson versus Lesnar at Survivor Series. That was a great match. Yeah. Although we got a thing to talk about. Speaking of Brock Lesnar. I will say this. So Sean tweeted are we, are we Sean talking t- about the black history moment of uh Bobby Lashley kicking out of two F fives? No other black man has done it. Wow. <laughs> That's true. No, the black man has done that because I was going to say plenty of people have done that. <laughs> no, people have done that. I said black, black history. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of black history here, 
So, of course, Sean tweeted earlier this week that he had heard from a WWE talent that Vince was back. And WWE reached out to Fightful to say that that is not true. Of course they would. Now, that said, I'm just going to say this. I don't know that Vince is back. You watched the end of the Elimination Chamber. You have an inkling. (laughs) But, actually, here's where my inkling comes from. Hunter took over, right? And he has had pretty much no desire to use Omos in any major capacity. Not a fan. Right? Mm. You have not seen Hunter using Omos. You've not seen Omos get uh, PLE matches. You have not seen Omos in any major angles on Raw. But all of a sudden, at WrestleMania... The word is now that Omos is going to be facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And, like, the immediate thought, uh, I had the same thought Phil did, which is, no, this has got to be a swerve. Like, they're, they're swerving us. It's going to be Bobby Lashley or something. And now word going around is, nope, that's on the run sheets right now. It's saying Brock Lesnar versus Omos. And my brain went, no, I don't believe that Hunter, who has had no desire to since use Omos when? since August, is all of a sudden, like, Omos. Actually, the WrestleMania match is Brock versus Omos. You know but who that's zero sound? like zero build? Like nobody cares about Omos at all. Why are we supposed to care about him being no. Brock Lesnar? Because he's and big. I'm, and I'm thinking about the fact that you know who would have put that match together though? Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, did, I, I feel like that makes the finish of the Elimination Chamber match even worse because <laughs> I, I feel like the story, this entire feud has been, um, he's got Brock's number. And every time he's getting mm-hmm. ready to win, Brock does something out of desperation to win. Um, and so if you're just not Yeah, so gonna, how did they tell that, to tie that story up this week? Like, what, but that's what, what I'm saying. What was if Brock's explanation? But, the, Bro- but that's my point. If, if, if that's the end of that match at Elimination Chamber, just give Bobby the win. I right. thought that that was leading to this being the WrestleMania match, and Bobby's just going to beat him at WrestleMania. I guess we're getting Bobby versus Bray now that Bray said, I want the winner, and Bobby technically won. So if there's this, your match, Bobby and Bray. And then. Yeah, so if, if this is the Omos match, what does Omos get out of this? Because Omos <laughs> is not winning that match. No way. Mm-mm. What do you get out of this other than. Uh, Maybe this gets you to the point with M- MVP and Omos where this is the end of the road with him and he of- officially goes back to Brian. I mean, not Brian, but Bobby, and they start the hurt business over. But you don't have to do that with a, main- a match at Mania. You nah. can do that with a TV match. Like- Brock, wa- Brock walked in and said, which one of these niggas haven't, haven't I beat yet? <laughs> that big one? <laughs> Put me in the ring with him. He's big. <laughs> I beat all these other niggas. Which one haven't I beat yet? The big one, WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't think that. By, I don't think that he said that. <laughs> I don't think that he said that. I think that this is this is clearly a Vince, Vince, or somebody backstage going, yeah, 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 yeah. The- so Vince said, which one of these niggas hasn't Brock beat yet? Put him in there with them. <laughs> Black History Month. <laughs> I mean, literally, the setup for it was just like a backstage segment with MVP and Omos, and literally, Omos MVP just says, "We're throwing out a challenge next week. Uh, we want to see you because we're challenging you at WrestleMania." Brock Lesnar, Omos. Don't want out of and everybody's the- like, "Oh, it's got to be a swerve." Like maybe the, the, he comes out and then MVP or then Bobby Lashley like ambushes Brock, and then the Hurt Business reunites, and that's how we get the rematch with Bobby. Uh, but yeah, I. 
Word going around is no, that is not. Is the he going to F five almost off rip, or is he going to wait to WrestleMania? He's, he's definitely squashing this man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I, out of all the options you have for Brock at WrestleMania, Weird. why are you going with the option that nobody anywhere nobody wanted? Like the Gunther match is right there if you don't want to do the Bobby match. Um, there's so many other options. Why are we doing this? Like again, wait. I don't think Brock had anything against Gunther, but I think it's like for what title? <laughs> like well, I, I like, think if they did that, he probably lose the title before WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think Brock wants anything to do with the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, I, I. Look. Last time he had an Intercontinental Championship, he got himself intentionally disqualified. <laughs> yeah, look, man, this is nothing against Omos. This doesn't feel like a WrestleMania match at all. Uh-uh. Like this feels like a random. TV match or a B pay-per-view match at best. And I think that's even stretching it since it's a B pay-per-view match. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, Brock is getting them dollars, though, because this is a match that's going to have minimal work. And yeah. Brock is going to get seven figures for this shit, and uh, he will hit a slightly impressive-looking F5 on the big man, and then go home. Go home. Yeah, uh, He'll be home before the show like is Like, legit over. home home. He's going to walk out of the arena until his private jet and fly the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I just, I I don't get it. I don't get, that's why I kept thinking this has to be uh, something cooked up by MVP and Bobby to lure him out to the ring, and then Bobby's just going to jump him from behind. Um, that's why I thought this was going. Um, if that's not where this is going, what was oh, the point of all yeah. of this Bobby and Brock stuff you've been doing for a year? I say there's still some hope at least. It hasn't been confirmed, but it's not looking too good at this point. I I, I, I hope it. uh, the, I, I hope it's a swerve. Mm-hmm. I still hope it's a swerve. I hope that it even being on the run sheets for WrestleMania and not the run sheets, but this, they have basically the the program sheets and ha- what yeah. programs everything's leading into. Um, and that's how everybody knows it's not yeah, going to be a triple it's, threat. It's, I I feel like this has to be a swerve. I. And if I'm just wrong, I will hang my head in shame and go, this is what we're doing at WrestleMania. <laughs> but I, this doesn't make any sense. It, the, the year-long feud you've been booking is yeah. the match that you should pay off at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Albert Ponce says, so Knight loses the two scoops of raisins in every bowl match, and now Kofi, uh, and now loses to Kofi. Make this make sense, please. Also, why is Andretti uh, losing to Sammy? Ugh. I mean, I can answer the Andretti thing. Um, I know people are wondering why there hasn't been a huge follow-up on, on Andretti following his big win over Jericho. And that's because... Are you ready for it? The story wasn't supposed to be about Andretti. It was supposed to be about Jericho losing. You could have had anybody play that role. Andretti happened to be good have. at playing that role, but anybody could have been in that role. As a matter of fact, the idea was supposed to be that somebody extremely low on the totem pole, like somebody not even like on the roster at that time, beat Chris Jericho. Anybody could have been in that role. Uh, It was more about Jericho losing and not really supposed to be about Andretti. I don't think Andretti was going to have a rocket strapped to him. No, I think he was Uh, basically there to be a little bit of a heater for... And not even a heater, but just somebody for them to now get victories over in this uh, Ricky Starks feud. Uh, yeah, I won't go back into the problem with the Ricky Starks feud because I've been telling you guys for weeks that it ain't. I happened. like the promo this week, though. Oh, well, well uh, let me finish. I, okay. I, I think that I think that the Sammy match was good. I think Sammy, Sammy, 
and people aren't going to like this. I think it makes sense for Sammy to win this because Sammy is the guy that's closest to Jericho. And if, if you are looking at JAS as guys that are just Jericho sycophants, but they're all trending upward and they're just kind of hanging with Jericho and they don't realize that he's just keeping them there, leeching off of them. No, it makes sense for Sammy to win this. Sammy, Sammy has outgrown Jericho a long time ago as well but he's just there because what else is there for him to do? And I feel like that's just that group right now. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that Sammy won. And the match was great. Um, I thought the segment this week was very good. I thought the segment saved this, this, this angle for me because I had no interest in it. I thought Ricky hitting him with the Bugs Money reverse psychiatry, psychology was great. Um, but he's got to win this match at Revolution. If he does not win this match at Revolution, I no, 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 no. They will pox on for? the entire household of Jericho mm-hmm. if he loses this match at Revolution. <laughs> he's got to win this match. Like, there has to be the ending of this. And you've got to move on from this afterwards immediately. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, as far as LA Knight is concerned and losing to Kofi, yeah, I don't know. I, and I'll always celebrate a Kofi Kingston win. As a matter of fact, folks, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but I will always celebrate a Kofi Kingston win. However, uh, I think that if there's plans for LA Knight, his first match back after losing that match and losing on TV, I think you're setting a precedent with fans with him, and it's mm-hmm. not a good one. Um, and not a good yeah. uh, I But this is, again, why I didn't understand why Bray was his first major feud, because you set you 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 set him up to lose immediately and so now you got to build this guy back up and nobody's taking him seriously um i thought this entire match was completely and utterly pointless it reeked of we have nothing else for new day to do we have nothing else for la night to do hey let's just throw them in this match together and because kofi has the standing that he does with the company of course kofi's gonna win he's a former wwe champion mm-hmm. la Knight has not done anything to look like he's on that level yet so of course he lost but it, they shouldn't have been together in the segment this there was no point to this uh greed however i mentioned i will always celebrate a uh a kofi kingston win which brings me into my moment talking about black history moments and i know what you're thinking kofi mania right i'm gonna go 10 years prior because as much as kofi mania meant to me i've talked about kofi mania it's probably top three greatest wrestlemania moments of all time mm-hmm. however 10 years prior to that there was a survivor series match that had the blackest Survivor Series team you would ever see. It was R-Truth, MVP, Mark Henry, Kofi Kingston, and Christian. But they at least referenced that backstage uh, as Christian (laughs) reminded us that he was the only white member of that team. Shout out to Christian getting his plate at the the cookout, I guess, for one night. Uh, and they faced Team Orton, which consisted of Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Ted DiBiase, 
and William Regal. So it was Legacy, William Regal, and CM Punk. That match dwindled down. We saw plenty of former world champions in this match get eliminated. Um, we had seen Christian eliminated. He was ECW champion. Uh, we saw, uh, of course, R-Truth eliminated MVP. Um, William Regal, Ted DiBiase, everybody came down. It came down to literally just Kofi Kingston. A Kofi Kingston who at the time had only been in the company a year and a half. Had only been, he debuted on TV, in TV, on TV in 2008. And here we had Kofi Kingston. It came down to Kofi Kingston, CM Punk, and Randy Orton. C Randy Orton tags in CM Punk because Randy Orton does not want any of Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston goes at it with CM Punk. They were reminded on commentary that CM Punk and Kofi Kingston are actually former tag team partners as this match is going on. Tag team champions at that. Kofi and CM Punk actually have a phenomenal exchange. They have what could be considered a great singles match, which was at the end of a Survivor Series match. In the end, CM Punk goes to roll up Kofi. Kofi reverses it into a roll up of his own. One, two, three, pin CM Punk. And then Randy Orton runs in to rush Kofi and immediately gets hit with Trouble in Paradise. One, two, three. The Kingston miracle had taken place. Kofi Kingston, in the span of six seconds, pinned two former world champions. He pinned CM Punk, who had literally just lost the world heavyweight title to The Undertaker at the, uh, a month prior. And former WWE champion Randy Orton, who again, at the previous pay-per-view, had just lost the WWE title to Cena. Kofi Kingston pinned both of them in the span of six seconds. This moment made me feel like when I saw this happen, this is it. Kofi Kingston is going to be a star. I thought they have it on their hands right here. They have a guy that people get into, that people love, and they just showed us he can beat two world champions. I am in. And if I can just forget everything that happened a month after that, I would say like this. And, and for this moment, I will. Because as far as a black history moment is concerned, I love the Kingston miracle. I can still go back and watch this. And just on its own, seeing Kofi Kingston beat two world champions like that and knowing how close Kofi Kingston and CM Punk were at the time, knowing how much, you know, CM Punk wanted to put Kofi over in that moment. I loved it. That's my black history moment. Yeah. Um, there were people at the time that before Kofi mania, I, during message board days, I was on message boards for years saying Kofi should be champion and I would get arguments constantly from people he's not he's not there yet no he's been there and i kept telling people that i remember the year before kofi mania wwe put out their black history month things like they do kind of all the time and i was like i'm ready for the next black wwe champion and people kept responding to that tweet and said there is no wrestler and i was like yes there is kofi kingston kofi. Mm -hmm. and people and there were so many people boy these tweets did not age well of people going no it ain't him i was like yes it is it's him He's the guy, and this guy's changed everything. I know that we didn't want to make Kofi Mania the WWE the Black History moment for any of us, but that was a moment that changed That's everything. The moment. That is that's yeah. the moment Number that changed one. everything. Look, you know it's funny is people used to give me shit because on RBR after like I was such a big Kingston Miracle thing, loving this moment so much. I was screaming from the top of my lungs. Obviously, this happened at Survivor Series November, so I was like, "Look, you just had Kofi beat two world champions." 
give him the rumble. Just mm-hmm. do it. Just do it right now. He needs to keep this momentum up, go into Rumble 2010, and just have Kofi Kingston win the Royal Rumble. Like he's he's hot right now, and you need to capitalize on that. And then it became this gag after that where people were like, huh, remember when Will thought Kofi was going to win the Royal Rumble? Kofi Kingston winning a Royal Rumble. Kofi going he to WrestleMania. should have won a Rumble by this point. I, mean, I, I know. Think it's crazy. I, I, <laughs> that he hasn't. I mean, when you really think of him in the Rumble, he kind of saved the Royal Rumble. His saves became a big deal every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the the point I was getting at with all of that was I took that shit for 10 years from people who were like, yeah, you thought Kofi could have been a world champion. And when he finally won the title, it was a moment of, yeah, I did think Kofi could be a world champion. I thought that. And he in is. 2009, mm-hmm. and maybe I was 10 years too early because he won it in 2019, but you know what? Kofi Kingston is that it wasn't guy, too early, and he's though. always been that guy. Mm-hmm. He should have he won a long time ago. Should have. And, and I, I think that he still, I, I think that he still should win a Rumble before his career is over. I think mm-hmm. the fact that he has never won a Rumble or Money in the Bank match is criminal. I've only thought- cried uh, real tears in one wrestling moment ever at a wrestling show, and that was WrestleMania 35 when Kofi Kingston got the three. That's the that's my favorite Black History moment in wrestling ever. It'll never be topped. Everything surrounding. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it. ever because I don't I know. Still... I mean, not not for me. It might be. It probably will be topped in history, but not for me. Like you can't. There's nothing. Nah. Nothing can be built like that ever again. Time and space and everything. It's just. It's just you can't recreate. It's that. such a brilliant moment because when you really think about who Brian Danielson is and how literally this is only five years. This is only five years after Brian was in this spot Mm -hmm. and Brian now gets to be the villain. Like that was a little underlying. Not only is it a great Kofi Kingston moment, but on the other side of it is the greatest wrestler of our generation. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what makes it also so special too. It's not just that he just was champion. He beat Mm -hmm. the guy that is considered the greatest of all time Mm -hmm. by a lot of people. Uh, yeah, no. I don't think you. Th- it's gonna be hard to top Kofi. Man, it's gonna be really hard. I, I mean, there's just so many small. I mean, Phil's like, moment is right up there too. That's like, yeah. Yeah. that's top five moment ever. Two black women in the main yeah. event. I'm, yeah. I'm like thinking, like, are we ever gonna get that again at this point? I mean, look at look at up there. What the fuck's going on? But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, there, and there's so many small moments. I mean, every time I think of Kofi Mania with Biggie being out, I always think about their backstage interview afterwards, and um, and Woods is is answering questions and and he hits him with the he looks and he could see his friends about to cry and he makes him laugh. <laughs> New Day is just so special because those They're three guys are really friends and just mm-hmm. watching how they interact with each other, regardless of if, if a camera's on or not, is just amazing. Um, I miss Big E on television a lot, Me man. Too, man. And just again watching him in that moment, seeing Woods getting ready to cry, and he's like, "You're not about to cry, are you? Are you about to cry? <laughs> I want to see them tears." <laughs> it's just great stuff, man. Um, that, but I mean, there are great other other great. I always look finally at Rich Juan winning Impact World Championship because yep. Rich is great, and that I ends. think he deserved that run. He had a great run as well. Um, that that visual of him sitting on a ramp with both belts over his shoulders is still dope to me. Mm-hmm. Happy Black History Month, everybody! Yes, it's over. Right? Shame Monster says, "Phil, help me help a shock stardom start point." Uh, I think you just gotta. I think you gotta find the wrestlers that you're interested in, 
and it's not that it's not rocket science. It's just like you got into any wrestling. Like when I think about any promotion I've gotten into, I'm like, oh, that wrestler looks cool. I want to see more of their matches. Find that wrestler that connects with you and watch their matches. And that's the thing that's going to get you into stardom. Mm-hmm. Sean Tragedy says Bray versus or Bobby versus Bray in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch cage match. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with this Bobby and Bray stuff. I did laugh very hard during their Bray segment last night when Bray was watching his own promo on that little tablet and he was laughing at it. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Leonard Aarons III says, Lesnar and Omos equals Taker and Giant Gonzalez. Vince is back. Yeesh. Yikes. Anime Otaku says, Jericho should lose to Ricky at Revolution. Keep the streak going. I agree. I think it should be a Jericho streak thing of that man has never won at Revolution. Uh, and just keep it going. You know, lost to Mox of that first year. Lost to the Bucks the second year. Lost to Eddie the third year. Like, for some reason, Revolution. Man, and people still think because of the angle Reg is at. Uh, oh, shoot. What happened to Reg's <laughs> hair? Nothing happened. Look, guys. Look, look, look. It's still hair back there. It's hair. Damn, that match with uh, Kingston last year was really good. I forgot about that. What yeah, the opener. Yeah, it was very yeah, good. That was fun. On, I still watch that every once in a while. Get get Eddie back on TV, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And then we've got three more Humper Chats. And then we are out of here, folks. We're going to have to cut these off. Uh, and But you'll hear from us this week. Promise. We got stuff. We got some good we stuff got a coming lot this going week. On yeah, this we week. got a lot going on this week. Next week, are, mm-hmm. are, we're not recording on Saturday. I take it. I don't know. We oh yeah, what's that. happening? I don't we, know. We got to talk about happening. that because yeah, I got to be. I'm traveling. Um, my flight leaves at noon, so we will talk about that. Oh, uh, shit. Bl- Black Phoenix Brand says meant to send this to uh, a week or two ago. People are comparing the Sammy slash Cody issue to the Daniel Bryan situation, but it's not even close. If anything, it's closer to WrestleMania 20 with Triple H and HBK having an unresolved issue and the, and it being the Royal Rumble winner's time. Um, and he's talking about, of course, yeah. the Royal Rumble winner was Chris Benoit. And, uh, <laughs> and Chris, of course, he won the Rumble, but you know the Rumble. But the, the difference there was there was legitimately a question because Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at Royal Rumble ended in a draw. And so, yeah, that was completely unresolved. There was no winner to that match. But then all of a sudden, here's Benoit who won the Rumble. So, yes, it needed to be a triple threat because Shawn still had his shot uh, and all of that. But on the other hand, this this isn't quite that either. Yeah, it's just different. I do think it's more similar to WrestleMania 20 than yeah. than the Yes Movement. Yeah. I, I, again, I just think that the Yes Movement is an uh, anomaly. I, I don't think you could just compare anything to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think it's close to the Yes Movement. I wasn't, and when I said Brian, I was definitely not comparing it to the Yes Movement. I was comparing it more to um, the WrestleMania 37's build. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then he also says, uh, "Happy Grapser Day." The funny thing with Dynamite, last week's show was a little lackluster, and everybody wrote AEW's obituary. Um, the Then he says, they follow up with next week's with a banger of a show. People just got to relax. I mean, yeah, I, but I think that's just the lack of permanence in people's lives of AEW because AEW is so, it's still so new. And right. so it's not like with WWE, a complete institution in your life, something that's been around most of your lives that – uh, you know, if they have a bad show, it's like, all right, well, we'll see what happens next There'll week. There'll be another one, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. 
I think the shows that are not WWE, when a show doesn't succeed, your immediate thought is, oh, shit. It's over. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what do they got to fix? What's got to change? But Even then, though Impact Wrestling is 20 years old and they fucking said they were going to die every single year. They can't make it. They're not as good as around, WWE. Buddy. 20 oh, years yeah. there. Still going strong. Would you say they're hard to kill? Oh, God. Get them out of here. <laughs> I mean, that's where the name comes from. The whole idea that people have been right. talking about their demise for that long. Um, Bob the Builder uh, says, from <laughs> 1 to 10, how do you rate the build to the AEW pay-per-view? I give it a 4. It's been about, I think, mm. I, I've liked the Brian and MJF stuff, so I'd at least say a 6. Um, yeah. But the, I was going to say like a 5. They kicked yeah, it in the high I, gear, but I, for the I most part, five. yeah. yeah. I, I would say 5 because I feel like um uh, while i agree i think the main event stuff has been good yeah. i think i think the women's stuff has gotten better there's been a lot of stuff that i feel like could have been executed a lot better yeah like mm -hmm. like keith and swerve is a big example where i feel like it's become an afterthought it's now on rampage and we're not getting any of those developments on dynamite and i don't understand yeah. why i like i feel like even the tag match they announced last night i'm like okay i'm interested but how are we getting Bye. to this match of revolution? Right. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I feel like they haven't really showed how personal this feud is. And I feel like that's definitely a misstep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, that is it for this edition of Grapsity. Thank you for everybody, to everybody who sent the super chat. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back later this week there's going to be content pretty much all week uh from us so like i said we got interviews coming up we got ask rhapsody i'm going to be in san francisco next week again if you're going to be um at revolution come say hi or if you plan on being at the um the aew bowling dealy uh me reg and denise will be there and yeah we've got a lane we're gonna bowl you like bowling, Reg? We're going to bowl. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to uh, embarrass myself in front of it. Come watch me embarrass myself, you guys. It's going to be a great time. Good yeah. time, great memories. Same. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not are, great at bowling. Are, no, but, it's fun, are though. Are doing anything that night? Because I think we're a going to West Coast Pro, a, I believe. A birthday soon, isn't it? We're going to celebrate uh, a young G, yes, righteous Reggie, me, on mm -hmm. that day. And at uh, Revolution. We're celebrating. So if you see me, buy me some Hennessy. Thank you. And we're so West Coast Pro is that night, right? Yes, West Coast Pro is that night. Buy me some Hennessy, uh, NBA edition. <laughs> why? I still want to know why here. is there an NBA logo? On NBA baby, because black people <laughs> like Hennessy. Phil, what do you mean? Black people like Hennessy. They have to advertise to us. They know we like basketball too. They like basketball. They like Hennessy. He'll that definitely feels, drink it. And uh, they were right. It feels a little racist, but yeah. not. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, look, once rappers discovered that you could rhyme Hennessy with enemy, it was over. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no Tupac slander to end this. Uh, look, I've, are you kidding me? I am a massive Tupac fan. You know fan. who started that. But, it's yes, Tupac enemy. definitely rhymed Hennessy with enemy quite and a few times. Whoever makes Hennessy and, and uh, hypnotic, you're nasty. That's a disgusting, disgusting. drink. <laughs> the worst of all time. Ew. Disgusting. Anyway, folks, that's it for this edition of Grab City. Thanks for joining us. For Philip Lindsay, for Righteous Wretch, I'm Will Washington. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.